All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Just Evan Send It podcast. I have a going for you guys today. I have the two gentlemen behind Phoenix Technologies and, of course, Hoplite Arms. So um, how are you guys doing today? Pretty I'm good. doing pretty good. How are you doing? Yep. Doing good. Um, so this has been a, a podcast that we've had, uh, me and you, Dave, have uh, talked about getting cracking for a while for a few weeks now and, and and luckily we just had some some time where schedules in the moons aligned and we could get both of you guys on at the same time so i'm really excited about uh having you guys on today oh yeah this is cool we've been talking about it a while and it's raining outside so uh i am a i am absolutely a fair weather shooter so this works great and since how's, I'm that, up, how's that weather I'm up there Oh, uh, actually, by me, we had heavy snow two weeks ago, and today it's uh, 60 degrees out and sunny, so it's, uh, it's been a weird one this year. That's not that's not bad. It's I mean, I'm down in North Carolina, and it's only – I mean, it's it's 70 out there today. Today's a, a warm day for uh, for February, but, yeah, y'all y'all got some pretty good weather going on right now. Dave down there in, in, in uh, God's country has the shittier weather. I'm liking that. <laughs> Yeah, it's been kind of weird, and then I made the mistake of uh, scheduling to come shoot a match with you guys in a couple weeks on the East Coast in February, so I'm pretty sure my fair weather shooting days are uh, gone for a little while. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you down, dude, um, and uh, I have Ted Hager. Um, I'm sure you know who Ted is, Jack oh, Master yeah. on the hide. He's coming and staying with me, and uh, and I'm flying him in, and we're, uh, we're doing like a match trade, so... He's going to come and uh, he, he had messaged me a while back and said, uh, cause he, he listened to the podcast and he had said that he uh, was interested in doing that. If I was, I was like, dude, fuck yeah, man. He, I mean, he's in Iowa and you know, we know there's not a lot of matches in Iowa, but there are in his area. So he's going to come here and I'm going to host him here and we're going to shoot that match. And me and you, we've got a killer squad that match. It's going to be a lot of fun dude. Whether well, we, we can shoot like shit and we're going to have a good time. But and then I'm going to go out there with him at some point. The match I was going to shoot got canceled. Um, mm. The uh, Vapor Trail, um, whatever it was, two day over there in Missouri. Um, mm. I, but that that got shit canned. So we'll, we'll me and him are going to figure that out. But that's going to yeah, be let good me know time. which one you guys go to, because I'm always I, I, I my uh, my schedule opened up. I didn't realize that that one down at Pig River was even uh, open. And now it's full. Now I'm supposed to shoot that. So back, it's full yeah. and it's in June. Yeah, well, we talked about it last night, man, and uh, you know that would be an awesome one for you to come to. But fortunately for uh, me, I guess that it filled up for you is because I'm not going to be shooting it anyway, simply because of I'm I'm fishing the uh, the Big Rock Marlin tournament the following weekend for hoping we're going to bring home a million and a half bucks. Um, we'll we'll see, but uh, well, that's a little bit yeah, more money you make able- in this game. No shit, dude. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, this is something that you can expect. The Frontline Fury, I, I don't remember if I shot it last year. I think I did. But I know the year before that, it, it freaking snowed. And I, that's my first snow match I have ever shot. I've never shot a match where there was snow on the ground. I mean, I've been, yeah, yeah. I, I've shot matches that were colder than a well digger's ass, but there weren't snow on the ground and then you got all white targets with white snow everywhere it was kind of a new challenge that uh w- it was cool but I, d- I wouldn't say that i, I prefer shooting in snow so you're not making a good case for me showing up yeah it's 70 today but but just because oh, yeah. you come oh. from texas it's gonna be it's gonna be cold oh, yeah. shit i bet 
Not but sure. the Pig River match, the Pig River match uh, last year, or no, excuse me, I, I fished a big rock last year, the year before that, is the match that I know a lot of my listeners remember me talking about that, I mean, I literally felt like I was dying. I was so dehydrated and just, it was 100 degrees. I think it had 100 and, what was it, 105, 108 uh, hicks and just muggy as shit. And I drank more beers the night before instead of water and I was dead. And then after day one, I went straight to the hotel I didn't eat lunch that day. I didn't eat dinner. I had a migraine. My, I was nauseous. My vision was, I mean, I was tunneling. Uh, it was horrible. And then I didn't start feeling good until like stage four on, on day two. So note to self, if I'm, fit, if I'm uh, shooting the, the hand match, uh, no beer for me and tons of water beforehand. Uh, that, that would, uh, anybody listening, you, you should do that before a match. You should not drink beer and drink a lot of water. or if, if you're shooting against me, drink a lot of beer and not a lot of water. Either one's yes. fine. And, and coming from a guy who's down south, um, he would, uh, yeah, Dave's a guy to uh, give you that because I know it gets hot as balls down there in, in Texas, especially at rifles only can get hot as shit. Oh, we actually, that was funny you mentioned it. That's what we just did on the last podcast. Somebody had a question about hydration during mm-hmm. the match. Yeah, I listened to it. And also the cold weather stuff, uh, advice on shooting in super cold weather. And uh, yeah, you know, don't, cold weather, cold weather to me, and I'm sure it's similar to you. Cold weather to me is, you know, anything below 40, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. The, the people were asking the question, it was interesting. Um, uh, it was guys from up in Minnesota that I know. I, uh, I didn't know who asked it at first and I found out who it was. I was talking to him and they shoot in like negative 14 and he's asking me <laughs> how to shoot in cold weather. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I, if you don't know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give you the answer, man. No shit, right? That's like going to ask an Eskimo what sunscreen to wear. I mean, they that that doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. That's no, no, I, I I'm I'm asking him how do you shoot up there because I like I said my advice is uh, don't, not that cold. Ooh. Look, that, look, that just goes to uh, just a few weeks ago. There was a one day at um at Pig River. It was the VPRC match that Andy Slade and Brian Lewis put on, and it was their first one day of the year. And me and CL were talking about it. And like maybe like a month out, we're like, hey, look, like let's let's want to shoot this match, but let's wait until kind of the last minute before we sign up because if there's like freaking, you know, eighty percent chance of snow and everything, I ain't sure. I said, look, I, I'm not taking anything home that's gonna make it worth me freezing my balls off. If I want to be miserable, I can walk outside and hit my dick with a hammer and for free and sleep in my own bed and be equally as miserable. So, and they, it was nine degrees when they started that morning for that match. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm sure people are probably laughing and I'm coming off like, um, like I'm a sissy or something. We'll see. uh, I'll explain. I I get paid to be out in the elements and, and, and run around and work sweat or be in the ring and all that stuff. So when I shoot matches, I mean, if I have to at work, um, I'm in there all day. If I, if I'm behind a rifle, that's just what it is. But, uh, in my, my free time, I just prefer, it's just not as fun for me. So, uh, before anybody it's, thinks it's, I'm telling them not to shoot. No, I'm with you. I don't look, I've, I've got no shame. It, there's nothing fun about being miserable and we are doing this. None of us are doing this to feed our families. We're doing this because it's fun. If it zaps the fun out of it, why am I going to go spend money to have 
no fun. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. oh no, I tell people that one guy, you know, it's just guys ribbing each other, but I didn't show up to a local match down here because of the weather forecast and, you know, whatever. Well, I said, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll make a deal. The next one that's raining, I'll come to, I'll pay you 50 bucks to shoot it. The next time, keep your phone on. The next time it's pouring down rain at night and I'm, you know, chasing people around, I'm going to give you a call. You're going to come chase people with me and you're going to give me 50 bucks. And we'll see, you know, how fun you think it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess in your, when you're young and oh, yeah. spry and yeah, it's different. I mean, I look at the same thing as jujitsu. Like when I do, like, if you can see, I've got a black eye right here. I caught an elbow Wednesday night in jujitsu and it was from some 20 nothing year old that just goes like goes oh, hard yeah. all the time. And I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm, thir- I'm, I, my nickname there is old man. Uh, and I'm, I'm 35 and I'm like, yeah, they call me old man. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to do old man shit. You guys did the young, young blood shit. And I'm going to stay in my lane and, <laughs> and, and just have fun doing jujitsu. I'm not trying, I'm not competing in jujitsu. And everyone's like, when are you going to compete? I was like, um, never, because this is not what I compete in. I have something else that I compete in. I do this because it's non-competitive for me. It's a fun skill to learn. And I think everyone should, should do it. And that's why if I was looking to compete, then it'd be different, but I'm, I'm not. So that's why I, I, I behave accordingly. So, you know, it is yeah, what it is. It, you, you get in, you, you put in what you want to get out of it. Right. So oh, yeah. and sure. same goes with everything. But anyway, guys, let's get started. Um, Dave, let's start with you. In case people don't know who uh, Dave Thomas is and know you do not make the best spicy chicken sandwiches, uh, you're a different Dave Thomas. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners who, who Dave Thomas is? All right. Well, um, uh, I, I'm like everybody else, I guess. I started shooting when I was a kid, you know, hunting or shooting BB guns, stuff like that back there. And then... Uh, Oh, skip all the that stuff. Uh, I've been uh, either military or law enforcement for most of my or all of, most or all of my adult life, uh, and I've done some stuff behind rifles, behind guns for a living. But and that, but that didn't. That was a, a long time ago too, as well. When we started, so things have changed. You know, uh, back then everybody was reading the uh, plasters. Uh, oh, what was that uh, that book that he wrote? But uh, can't remember now. All of a sudden. The ultimate sniper. That was it. That was the that was the manual. There, everybody did that. And uh, so fast forward, I got back into. Well, I've always been, like I said, working behind either a rifle or some sort of uh, weapon at work. <clears throat> and uh, I got back into, uh, I guess you'll call like PRS type stuff. Uh, I don't know, three to five years ago, sometime, <clears throat> and uh, found out. I'd still been shooting the whole time and, and what I felt was shooting well, but then I found out that uh, a lot of stuff had changed. Uh, I mean, I knew about rifles only and all that from, from time and uh, military and law enforcement. Uh, but I just didn't know how much stuff had changed. So basically had to reinvent uh, myself as a, a shooter or, or as a student of, uh, you know, becoming a better shooter. And along the way, uh, you know, I've, I uh, just got into it. I, uh, I don't have a, uh, I'm single with no kids. So I got a lot of time that I can put into it, time and effort. And uh, kind of along those last three to five years, I've gotten to where now I, I'm a adjunct instructor over at Rivals Only with Jacob Bynum. Everybody knows Jacob. I uh, actually co-host a podcast with him. If, if you guys haven't heard of it, it's a 
Rivals Only Accuracy podcast. Give that a listen. Uh, we try to we we try to talk at least about some sort of uh, fundamental or training topic every every week. Uh, doesn't always happen. And then I've been uh, I'm on team. I shoot for Team Voodoo uh, Gunworks for the Rimfire side. Uh, that's been pretty cool. Uh, Mike Bush and those guys are awesome. Uh, Mike's been really awesome to to communicate with. I, I talked to him quite a bit. A great resource and. Uh, Oh, let's see what else is there. You know, I, I, I don't want to say sponsor because that's kind of weird in this industry how I'm sponsored, but I, I do work with or represent a, a few different companies and help them out. Uh, Zero Compromise Optics, ZCO, um, WeBad, uh, obviously rifles only, uh, Snipers Hide. You know, I was a moderator there for a while for quite a few years or contributor there. I'm still on there as a contributor. However, now moving into a uh, commercial setting, uh, we didn't want to get too much into some sort of uh, potential conflict of interest or anything. So I'm not doing the moderating. Sure. However, I'm still contributing there, but yeah, that, that's sure. kind of it. I mean, it's not a great bio. It just kind of things just, I just shoot a lot and, you know, fall into a few different things with a few guys. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Brian? We got Brian Finnamore here, Brian Finnamore with uh hoplite and oh. with uh, I, I didn't so. get into that part with the hoplite. I figured we'd get into that, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, every, the title of the episode is going to be, t- you know, basically letting us know about that. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Uh, I actually went first because I'm a lot less interesting. <laughs> um, born and raised in New York, Long Island, about an hour out from Manhattan, uh, suburbia. Uh, like most guys, uh, my dad was in the guard a long time ago, so we always had some, you know, some military weapons around the house and whatnot. No real precision stuff. Uh, I think my dad had a. Uh, 306 model 70 from like 63 that was the only thing with a scope in the house um my brother shot and whatnot but um yeah let's say when i got to be uh, early 20s i um i started getting more uh, i started kind of leaning towards just like more accurate you know weapons in general so uh you know shooting, you know m1 garands and hitting pie plates was fun and all but i just um just want to start, start shooting tighter groups so uh, i started getting some training because you know, uh, we'll say back then i was before the internet and the only information you had was the local gun store. And, you know, as we know, most of those guys don't know what they're talking about when you really get into it. Buds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so kind of I pretty learned everything on my own until I just started bumping around and reading. Like everybody else, like David said, everybody had the ultimate sniper book. And I read every training manual from uh, Marine to Army and any information I can get my hands on. But even with reading that, I knew, uh, yeah, I knew there was more to it. I just wasn't, you know, there's no way you can read and figure everything out. So I, I got some training, and then uh, that kind of perked my uh, perked my interest to um, really dive into the uh, really the workings of a firearm, more of the technical stuff. That's, quite, that's interesting to me because uh, my uh, my my real day job, which you know, which affords all this stuff, is I uh, it's a family business and I manufacture pharmaceuticals. Uh, let's say like generic Tylenols, Advils, when you go to Walgreens, I may make the Walgreens brand Tylenol, that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, so I'm around, uh, you know, I'm around uh, computer software, I'm around equipment, I'm around scheduling, uh, I'm in R&D, I'm in uh, QC, QA, that kind of stuff, because I'm on one of the departments or, you know, I'm head of a department uh, before I get the overall, you know, uh, monitoring the company with my two brothers. And um yeah, so really, I, I touch in a lot of stuff, and I see, uh, I seem to have a knack for um, looking at a project and seeing a couple of things, a couple of steps down the road before other people do. 
And um, when I put that brain on to other topics, it just kind of sucks me in like the OCD, like some people have, like most people have. And you just want to learn everything you can about it. And you get to a point where you just um, you're running out of places to learn from. So now you have to start connecting your own dots. And that's pretty much pretty much how I got into, you know, let's say the love of firearms in general. I uh, I don't shoot nearly as much as I used to because I have a you know, wife and two kids. And so that hobby's out the door. But uh, I, I was getting into some, um, you know, I'd say it's, it's, it's not long range now, but back, you know, back in the early 2000s, a three away at a thousand yards was considered long range. So I was doing long range stuff back then, which was great. I'd travel around a little bit. But um, by the time PRS got big, it's, it's not that huge up here in New York, of course, because you know, it's not very gun friendly, this state. But uh, by the time PRS started getting much more popular, um, my uh, family life was taken over the time. So I was kind of sidelined in that. So now I'm a, um, I'm, a, I'm the ultimate fair weather shooter, uh, much worse than you guys are, actually, in the whole scheme of things. Well, hey, I mean, look, that's uh, you're doing it right because there's there's been either matches or at least training days that I have not been able to go to, or I should say I chose not to go to because I had family affairs that obviously should and do take precedence over shooting. And, you know, not, I'm not calling any names or anything, but I just, I've seen some, some guys that are in the industry or I should say just, you know, shooters that are very well known that when you see that they're at, all the matches in all over the country that they are, I'm like, I, I know that guy's got kids. I know he's got a wife. Like, right. I, I just part money aside. If it was all free or if I was, you know, balling out of control, Oprah rich, I don't know that I could bring myself to be away from my family. And I said, no, don't, don't look at that as some sort of disadvantage or, or, or some sort of flaw that, uh, well, I don't get to shoot as much because my family. No, motherfucker, that's where it's supposed to be. That's, that's, that's Fam- right. exactly. You make a choice, and and they make a choice as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, I I schedule out my my time like match some shoot. So here it is, February, and my wife knows at least seventy percent of the matches I plan on shooting this year. I mean, for the whole year, I'll go through like, hey, look. I've got this match here and I've got that match here that I know I'm going to go to. I may have some one day sprinkled in here and there that I go shoot, but no big deal. Um, I've got a fishing tournament, which my wife is going to fish ladies day uh, for the big rock with me, maybe also for the actual tournament. Um, I'm going hunting in Kentucky this month and on this weekend and, you know, uh, all that stuff. And, and guess what? There's a whole bunch of weekends in between that that I'm going to be devoted 100% to my family. And that is that is the way it's supposed to be because, you know, you aren't feeding your kids by your firearm endeavors. And, and Dave, you're not feeding yourself or anybody whom you may like family. If you had a family tomorrow like that, you wouldn't be feeding them with, you know, matches you shoot or time that you spend at rifles only you're not that's what your work is for and i I just i think people i don't know we could get to a whole nother podcast about that but i do think people do kind of take this a little more serious more serious than they probably should when they have other but who am i to judge i don't judge if their (laughs) wife's like good get the fuck out of the house then then that's the way it is (laughs) you know yeah, I was but, I was lucky a long time ago. But, um, in the, let's say before kids, I was uh, I was doing some racing. I was doing some uh, some open wheel racing in the Northeast, 
And um, at the time, my uh, I was a girlfriend and engaged and whatnot before I'd been you know, a couple of years without kids. And um, I'd purposely um, choose places and weekends that uh, she'd come along. It would be like an event. It would be, like be like a weekend away, almost a, a mini vacation for her. I'd get my three or four. I'd get there on Thursday, get a, you know, a couple of lapping days on laps on Friday and then race on Saturday and Sunday. And um, I drag her along and uh, I purposely try to make it a wife friendly event. So she'd want to come next time. And I can go do it more. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, if guys want to shoot full time and they're getting all the heat at your house, try to figure out how to get them involved. And, um, you know, women, women don't really care what they're doing as long as they think that they're involved and you're having fun with them. So, uh, you know, I was I was having a great time racing and she was. I hope your wife doesn't out. listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was, yeah you're 100 percent. You're 100 percent right, Brian. So like example of that was I was talking to um, Rick uh, from GCP Rifles and down in Florida. Now, mind you, my wife has a special place in her heart for florida her her grandparents just recently sold their place down in bonita springs uh but she grew up we since we've been together since 08 we've been going down to bonita springs florida at least once a year for a while and we have our restaurants we go to and all this stuff and and now they sold that it kind of kind of you know hurts our hearts a little bit but you know, Rick is very close to there. Rick is in uh, North Venice, Florida, and, you know, he was he holds a, a one day. He's a good buddy of mine, and he's actually has my rifle right now down there putting in a new chassis. Um, but uh, uh, he he was he has holds a, a one day match every like third Saturday of the month. And we were talking the other day. He's like, hey, you should, you know, make it a, a, a plan to come down and shoot one of these matches and bring the, you know, the family with you. And I mentioned my wife said, oh, my God, yes. When are we going? When are we going? Because we'll, we'll go and I'll, I'll even go watch you shoot a match just so I can go to Florida and and spend the weekend down there. So I think that that's that's awesome. And she's never been to a match of mine. She's never really cared to, but she loves that. I love it. And, you know, she's like, oh, go have fun, have fun at the match or whatever, or go have fun with your buddies and, and all that stuff. But to bring her in and like, hey, I want you, we're going to this desk, kind of like a quote unquote destination match, um, because to her, North Venice, Florida is, is you know, Southwest Florida. Um, that's a destination for her for the extracurricular activities. So, um and I think, yeah, you nailed it on the head. If you can get your family involved in it, I think everybody will be happier. You know what I'm saying? You do it more. <laughs> and do it more. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially if you can, especially if your wife will end up like shooting. My, my wife is absolutely terrified of firearms. She loves that I love them, but she doesn't want to do it herself. So um, I've got her. I did get her. The f- All right, so the first gun she ever shot was, uh, and I, I may have fucked this up. So I knew she was scared of guns. She loved, like I said, she loved that they were in the house because she knows the value of them, and you know me, my capability with them. She she loved that, but she just never wanted to be in a position where she had to shoot a gun. So I was like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get the absolute worst gun for you to shoot. And you're going to shoot that gun. And then after shooting that gun, just know that anything else that I ever put in your hands is going to be a dream to shoot comparatively. So I went and got idea. my eight. Yeah, it was a horrible idea. I've spoken to somebody about that one. 
<laughs> I should have. No, I fucked up. I went and got my 18-inch Mossberg uh, 12 gauge and yep. put two and three quarter inch buckshot in it. Yep. And double lot buck. And I tell you what, it about knocked her over. And then I almost ruined her. And I was like, oh fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> um. So, but then fast forward about a couple of years, and then I got her to shoot my six Creedmoor, my AI at 511 yards. And I lined her up and on her first trigger press got an impact at 511 yards. And she liked that. She's like, oh, this is way better than that. I said, yes, I told you. <laughs> this is what you should look forward to. That is what you should, you, you will know that is the worst that it could ever get. And I, maybe I didn't go about it the right way. I don't think I did. But uh, she says, that was kind of fun. But that doesn't mean she's ready to go shoot a match, right? right. I mean, she doesn't. Has no desire to do that, but um. Anyway, all right. Let's enough enough about right. rapid trails for now. Um. So obviously, uh, having you two on the one of the things we we definitely were going to get out there was kind of like just hear it from the horse's mouth about the elephant in the room, which was uh quote unquote Theus Protov, a, a a man whom I've had on my podcast and. We can't make it. I, up. I, I, I hate. No, you you literally can't. Dave, when he oh, called. It's a lifetime story. This, I was just about to say, you told me the night we talked about it first, that it is literally something out of a lifetime movie. And dude, there there is literally. I can't think of a better way to describe this situation because the shit is cray cray. I mean, I don't even know how else to say it. And. It made me feel some type of way because I not only had Theus on the podcast, but I talked to him. Now, Theus, we say I say Theus because everyone knows him by his screen name. That was his his username was Snipers High, but his name was Lewis. But unbeknownst to any of us, um, but oh, no, he, and I, he actually in the real world, he he went by Theus Protoff is, is what yeah, he told right. everybody. Yeah, yeah and, right. and 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 Dave and I, when we speak about him, we still call him Theus, so there's no confusion. I'm, I'll call We're good. Him so do I, right? Right, yeah. because I feel like an oh, asshole really? still calling him that because I know that's not his name. But um, you know, we talked. Me and him talked all the time. Like he literally, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give my first interaction with him, and then we're gonna get into how this got started. But you know, he was, you know, kind of known on Sniper's Hide as being this very clandestine like no one really understood where what his background was but he'd leave little breadcrumbs here and there to kind of let you kind of invent this person in your own mind which i i felt victim to i did um and i'm the first one to admit that and i I'm the first one to admit that i feel stupid as fuck about it but he had i, I beat, never had <laughs> oh i know you do too brian we'll we're going to get into that um i had never had a direct interaction with him i've only had seen his post and all this stuff but obviously he had seen my post about certain subjects because i got a private message from him i don't remember when this was but um i don't know if you know brian but i was in i used to be in the canine business where i, I used to train uh working dogs to police departments okay. all that stuff purse protection dogs all this stuff well i got a private message from him about he wanted a dog i mind you this was Right when the whole hoplite company really was getting started, because he he messaged me and basically said that 
he needed a dog. He knew my expertise in the dog world from seeing and, and him being previously, quote unquote, in the dog world. He could tell that I knew what I was talking about, that I wasn't some charlatan. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah, he's, um, he spoke but, about his knowledge of protection dogs slash attack dogs all the time. Like he was like he actually knew what was going on. Yeah. OK. Yes. And we're going to man, I'm telling you, Brian, if you knew all these little circles that have been playing in my head ever since about how things connect, you would blow your mind, too. But he said, hey, I need a dog that. If anyone other than me is in he, basically a century dog, so a century dog would be a dog that if you think of protected an area, that's a century dog, he said, which mind you, he didn't say century dog, but that's what he was asking for. He said that if I need a dog that if anyone is in a, a, this certain area, that if it isn't me, it's going to die. And I said, hmm, that is a tall order, but <laughs> and not only that, a gigantic liability. But if uh, you know what that's what you need and what you want, then who am I to argue with what you want? Um Give me a little while and I'll see what I can find about sourcing you this dog. Well, just so happens my sport club up in Maryland, in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, uh, we, uh, one of my club members has this dog. Uh, his name was Black Doug. Um, and he is, I mean, a walking epitome of what he said he needed. Um, and I, I, I contacted him about it and I said, hey, actually, the owner of Black Doug says that he's you know willing to sell Doug. And I sent him pictures and video of this dog. He said the dog is perfect. I said, all right, great. Look, I'm not making a penny off of this. I'm going to then now hand you over to the owner. I'm going to have you two correspond with each other. And. You know, I was getting text text messages from my buddy Nick who owns them. He's like, hey, look, is this guy wanting this dog or, or what? Now, mind you, he was under the impression, Theus was under the impression that he was going to be spending, you know, $20,000, which is actually not a far fetch for what a dog like this can cost, depending on who it's coming from. That's because, that means Brian was going to buy the dog. Yeah, apparently yes. it would be a $20,000 bill I didn't know about. Yes, um, probably. But he was going to get i said look this dog if sold by anybody else and through anyone else like other than me yes that's what this dog would cost you but this dog is going to cost you around six thousand dollars he was like holy shit like that's a that's a, a steal i said yeah well it if you knew the dog you would feel strongly about that yes it is a steal um this dog will you you need to bond with this dog because this dog will kill you too Right. until he knows who you really are and his role um and he kept texting nick kept text, texting me like hey dude when's this i can't get a hold of this guy and he, he hasn't called me and i was like i reached out i was like hey nick is wondering if you're still wanting the dog he said man i'm doing a lot of traveling with the business and i just right now i, I don't have the time to devote to bonding with a dog like that i said well that's good because he would end up killing you um otherwise so that's a good good thing that you recognize that um and said okay then you know he said i'm sorry for wasting your time i said no it's no problem it was just me reaching out well that's kind of where the relationship started with me and him and then we would talk gun stuff and he'd ask me about this he'd call me ask me about that and he would tell me these stories that i'm not gonna get into some of them because i don't want to name drop some people whom he was talking about 
but he would tell me these stories about something that he knew about another person in the firearm industry that he is basically accusing this person of, but turns out after us finding all this out about this, he was guilty of. And it, when, 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 when Dave was te- explaining to me about all these things, oh my God, like you won't believe this. He will, he told me about this, about this person, but in all actuality, it was him that was doing this. Right. right. So it's pretty crazy, but I want you to, well, Brian, you first, I want you to start with the, I guess, how everything, the relationship and everything got started and, and with, with you and, and with him and with Hoplite. All right. Uh, you know, it, it started out, you'd say it started out almost normal. So I, like you, saw this guy, Thies, who was you know, this, this mystery person who was talking about. And um, there were one or two posts on, uh, on, on, on the hide uh, about uh, higher pressure and getting better ballistics through higher pressure. Now, I, I've been thinking about that, of course, not doing anything about it. But I've been thinking about that for a long time. So the last, you know, five, eight years. Uh, there are no real new powders. The, the, the bullet shapes and BCs get up maxed out. So to go better external ballistics, we're going to have to go faster, like throwing a football harder. It's just the way it's going to have to be after a while. So I was in my mind for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm clicking around trying to learn about things. And um, I see this guy in a hide who has uh, the same ideas. So I go, hey, what's going on? You know, the same, idea, same ideas I have. You know, it's going down the road. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy about it. Um, Dave, hold, hold a second, Brian. Yeah. Dave, what are you doing, dude? Okay, I'll stop. I'm playing with things. Because <laughs> I hear <laughs> clanking and clanking. Yeah, that, that's I'm not, playing that's with a rifle. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Usually on a phone with Dave, you hear clicking and bolt cycling. That's just noise. You, that's a noise you kind of forget about after a while. Happy that. So, um, so yeah, kind of, kind of met, and then um, let's say I, I don't, uh, I don't think I was targeted. I think truthfully, we were two ships that bumped into the middle of the Pacific ocean. So uh, yeah, the whole story starts that he didn't, I don't believe he hunted me down and want to take my money off the bat. I don't, I don't think that's where it started. No, you um, kind of organically crossed paths. Yeah. We kind of yeah, crossed paths and we both had the same kind of idea. And um, so, okay. So it's a, you know, he had, um, you know, I, I'd asked some specific, some questions, of course, there's sort of more, but you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, well, it's all hindsight 2020. But um, yeah, then it came up that he had a, um, a action design. OK, that's, that sounds a good idea. And the action design uh, was supposed to be like 99 percent finished, which, of course, I learned later on. Down the road, of course, it was nowhere near that. Um, and the, the action design was designed to handle a higher pressure cartridge. OK, so that's, that makes sense all of a sudden. So now, now we're talking more and more and. I, I, I kind of want to get involved in the industry because I, you know, I, I like the industry so much and I went to firearms and really I'm the only one of my immediate friends or family who uh, let's say really enjoy the sport and what's behind it. So it's kind of just me by myself. So I meet this other guy with the same kind of ideas I do. Uh, he has a design that should be, you know, almost ready to go. So, uh, Hey, let's talk a little more. So we, we get to talking and it seems like, okay, we can start a little company. Um, and let's make some rifles. Makes sense. You know, it's a, uh, the, the gut call of budget was cost was willing to spend off the bat. So it wasn't, you know, if it, if it fails, it fails the way it goes. And um, that's pretty much, that's truthfully how it started. It started unless after the first, the first sentence he was baiting me, which I, I'm not sure he was. Uh, it started off that we just bumped into each other with the same idea, really. That's, that's how it went down. 
Yeah, and then, see, um, and, yeah. you're, you're Brian F. on Sniper's Hide, in case yeah. anybody didn't know. And honestly, I didn't, uh, until Dave called me about the whole situation, I didn't know who you were. Because yeah, you know, that, he just didn't allow anyone to really know who you were. And that was kind of by design, too. You wanted to be the kind of like the silent partner and have him, you know, back when, you, when everything was on the up and up, obviously, you know, that's what you, you kind of, you wanted it to be, right? Yeah, he, he's he's a face of the franchise. Everybody believes he um he is this mystery man who knows everything. Uh, I'm the money guy, two thousand miles away, who uh, who has ideas along the same lines. Um, I at the time I thought that he, of course, and everybody else, I thought that he knew uh, let's say firearms in general, but um in the whole scheme of things, he doesn't know a muzzle brake from a damn recoil lug. So uh, which is actually really funny. Um, because we were uh, in the beginning, uh, let's say, okay, so, uh, hop, I get started, uh, let's get some actions made, you know, this whole thing. And then, uh, as, as let's say, as he's informed, we, we, we talk often, but, uh, like anywhere else, he was probably telling me 70% of what's going on. He wasn't telling me a hundred percent of what's happening. But at the time I thought that was a hundred percent because I have no other information available to me. So um, it winds up as we go down the road, I'm seeing decisions that are made. Um, and this is way back a year and a half ago, not decisions that were made six months ago, which will just rattle your brain after a while. Um, that I, I kind of, it makes sense kind of why I made them, but I wouldn't make that same decision. But I default to him because you're supposed to know what you're doing. So, um, yeah, as, as we're going down the road and um, it just became like quicksand after a while. Came, became quicksand and then COVID hit. So there was it was taking too long to begin with and costing too much. But since I, I do R&D and manufacture for my real job, I understand how things go. N- nothing goes according to plan. Everything costs or 10 times what it should and takes 10 times longer. So I was probably too forgiving in that respect, knowing, you know, knowing how things go in the real world. Then COVID hit and there was no traveling. So I couldn't go down and see him. I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't go do what I would have wanted to do and what I would do in my real job, which is get all my office, go knock on the head guy's door next door to the department and say, what the hell's going on here? Uh, I couldn't It was kind of like a, a perfect storm, basically, yeah, really, in, which a, worked in his favor big time. 100%. It kind of doubled down on me, allowing him to do what he wanted to do, which, of course, you know, just asinine. And it's funny how everything I do in my real life that actually makes a paycheck I did literally the exact opposite in Hoplite, which is just hilarious. So everything, everything I do, everybody I train, anybody I mentor at work, I literally did the exact opposite in my personal side business, which is just hurts my brain for being an idiot. You know, just not, um, not being an idiot, being taken by a scammer, but being taken doing what I say don't do every single day. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny in some respects. And then, um, then comes a uh, uh, shot show 2020, right, right before COVID. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit, right before COVID, and uh, we got a booth, and that's really where I met, uh, where I met David. I didn't know him beforehand. Uh, we all joked around. Thies and I joked around that um, my name should be invisible, because although I've been on the hide for uh, <coughs> ten years, probably a couple thousand posts, a couple thousand likes. It's not like I'm a you know a new guy just out of nowhere. Uh, but nobody, nobody. One, we put two and two together for two years. Our Brian F. is Brian Finnamore, which is kind of funny. Um, 
it was actually it was a joke is an internal joke that literally nobody puts this together yet that I'm I'm the other guy and I said I said a couple times that you know I'm involved with him and a half a page later on a thread it's like I didn't exist again it's actually really funny <laughs> uh, so we joke around that, that that I was I was invisible because even at even at shot show I'm standing at the booth I have my name on my my business card says managing partner his says managing partner um they literally walk right by me and wait in a line to talk to theus and he said a couple times yeah brian's my partner you know right there he didn't say it loud enough of course of course he wanted to be the head show but um yeah he uh we it was funny that after a second i could have been on fire and people would put the smoke out it was really funny actually and that's where uh that's where i met david and david yeah that's a great man ultimate great yeah. man so yeah that was yeah because i uh, uh what just because I'll forget to, to jump back in here and I'll give you my slight story up until then. Uh, I had seen, I mean, I'd had interactions with Theus on the hide a little bit. I was a, I think I was a moderator at the time. So, eh, you know, it's like everything when you're a moderator, you, you have some good interactions and you have to spank some people and all that. I, I think I'd had good and bad, you know, with Theus cause he would do that, that, that stuff where he would look up somebody's personal information and post it. So a couple of times I kind of had to be like, Hey man, um, you know, let's not do that. But anyway, oh, which, hey, which that right there also mm-hmm. kind of it kind of paid that very aspect you just said kind of paid dividends for his quote unquote credibility and and added to the allure of who oh, the mystique of it, yeah, was. right and yeah. and that and me included it got it got me too so I mean I was yeah. like you know and it, so I get what you're saying yeah so he would do that so we had some good and bad and then um at the time I was uh. Uh, running a lot of uh, stuff with Sentinel stocks, uh, Terry Crosses, which if, if you haven't tried that, as far as like the, I would call the classic type stocks, he just came out with his new chassis, but his stocks break, especially for a working rifle. And oh, yeah. the, Theus had said uh, they were going to put their rifle in, in one of those. And I was like, okay, well, I'm interested now. And it was almost generic too. Um, I don't remember exactly how w- things got reached out before SHOT Show and then SHOT Show um basically kind of got to a point where I was going to do some testing for him. And, and from my end, um, cause this is a few years, this is, this we're going on. This is going to be, uh, it's over two years now from that yeah. shot show. So, you know, at the time I was still getting, uh, I mean, I had my foot in the door and different things, but it was like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to really, uh, it's a new company. I didn't know what their financial situation was, but I was like, you know, it'll, I'll help them out. They help me out. Uh, you know, I, I give them some low cost or, or almost nothing, uh, help. And then, it also lets me build a resume because I, you know, when I retire in another 10 years, I, w- I want somewhere to go. So we're doing that. And I get the shot show. <clears throat> I, I get there and I, first I go over like with Brian. So I didn't even look at the business card there. Um, but Brian had said, yeah, I, I, I think Brian said I'm in, you know, I worked in pharmaceutical or something. And I believe he said, I helped some with the design or whatever. He totally, you know, just, you know, didn't brush it off like, hey, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm the guy funding this or part owner. He just, you know, let it go. And then I met Theus, who, and uh, let me preface this: I'm a redneck from Southern Virginia, so I'm not. I don't mean this in a terrible way, but I was not expecting what I saw when I met Theus. I, from his stuff on the hide and all that, I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't. I, he looked like he had just stepped out of an episode of Swamp People in Louisiana. I was like, oh. All right. Well, I said the same thing. 
And I was like, okay, but you know what? I'm, like I said, I'm a redneck from Virginia and, and there's guys, there's very intelligent people from all areas of the world and, and various, uh, uh, you know, uh, accents and all that. And he had played that off. He had, I think his story was something like he was orphaned in Ukraine, a Ukrainian orphan. And he was, see, there's a couple uh, yeah, things. I, I, I yeah. There's a couple stories. He was, I think the father was Swiss. The mother or father was Swiss and the other parent was Ukrainian. And, th- and then it, ca- it, it changed over time. But since I never really pushed on it, because you know, it's a relevant way it come from to me, is that um, I never knew if he was born there or if he moved to the United States and then became a citizen because he was a citizen. That's, um, yeah, he, 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 he had told me one, he got his yeah. citizenship. He, he told from me he got his citizenship through work. If you will, like he okay. he had a former yeah, life he had a few in different Ukraine, ones. and then he had an expertise and whatever in Ukraine, and then came here. Work. He told me he worked for the State Department, mm-hmm. and and that's how he. Okay, got that's a slightly sense. different. That's a slightly new one on me. That I yeah, because there, there's several stories, but that one's slightly different. But yeah, so either way, uh, but it, the way he portrayed it was he grew up at least when somebody would question, Hey man, you don't really look, he grew up in Louisiana and you know, if I don't care where you're from, if, if you grew up there, you're going to, you're, you're just going to, you're going to have that accent. You're going to have a stuff. The thing I did notice, and I've been in law enforcement for a long time. So I noticed little things. Part of my job is his shot show ID. He had like something in front of it. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was definitely blocking the official shot show. It was flipped pass. over. It was flipped, flipped over. over with the business card in front. Front. Yeah. And I just said that I, I even texted a few people afterwards. I'm like, that's kind of weird. You would think being at SHOT Show, you want your big badge showing, but whatever. And, and, and his name was, I'd had a couple conversations with guys afterwards. Cause I, I, at this point I had no financial interest in the company at all. It was barely even a contract kind of thing. It was, you know, kind of a affiliate or you help me out. I help you out kind of thing. And Flip so over. I, yeah. And, um, so there was no reason for me to go check out that little red flag. Um, I was like, that's a really, uh, and then he would say a couple things, uh, like, Hey, or something military or law enforcement related that kind of didn't make sense, but he was very good at, at least at this part, noticing if he might be saying too much and then he would back off and wouldn't revisit that again. So he would only give you a little piece and, and just enough to where if, if he did try to validate it, you could see how ah uh, he just was said that or he just you know everybody embellishes the truth a little bit and and, bra- and and brags so it just didn't make sense. However, I like I said, who am I to judge? And it's not my company, not my money. Um, yeah, Dave. But, Dave, to, to go back to his uh, his thing flipped around. Um, I got there. Now I'm from the East Coast. So I'm a couple hours different than Vegas, and uh, he insisted to because you know he had all the paperwork. He insisted to get the um, the tags the FFL tags mm. for, for a shot show. It's like, no, dude, I'm up, you know, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning at, at New York time. I'll be up at two o'clock in the morning, Vegas time. I'll just go get them myself in the morning. No, no, no. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And of course, you know, thinking back on it, he didn't want me to see his real ID and real name. So he spun it around uh, mm-hmm. behind and put the business card in front and he gave mine and gave me, and I took a business card and put mine in front. So I really didn't even question the name or the tag being around because you get the tag on the business cards in front. Does the FFL really matter? No, you're there legally. What's the difference, right? So uh, at, at the same time, you saw the tag flipped around. 
Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. that that was a reason to do it. It was just something I noticed and I texted people about like, this is kind of weird. But see, that kind of led to the, the mystique a little bit more, though, because right. this guy built himself up as like a secret squirrel. So you're like, OK, maybe Theus is a, is an actual. And I didn't know I didn't even know you were in that part. But I'm like, if he has another business partner or something, maybe they know his real name. But it's a you know a pen name. People write they have novels under pen names and, and shit all the time. Moniker. And yeah. Moniker, yeah. yeah. Theus Protoff. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm some spooky guy or and I'm thinking at the time he probably didn't quit his job. He probably still works somewhere for the federal government, even if it's a spook or not. And uh, you don't necessarily want that, you know, because all it takes is somebody mad to call your agency and get you in some trouble for nothing. So I didn't it wasn't enough. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to say like, hey, I cracked the case right away. No, it was just a, it was just a little. And that's what we're going to talk about over this is there's just little tiny things that all make a lot of sense in the end. But you almost none time. of them. Yeah. But but at the time, it, it was just never enough. To, to really get down on it. He, he was, I mean, the guy, and we'll get to that later, but it turns out he's a professional, like a scammer. He's been doing it 20 years. And, and also, if you think about it, you don't, you don't go somewhere. You know, I, I'm a negative person. You don't go somewhere thinking this guy is a bullshit artist scammer. No. Right? You go there figuring this guy is a person. If there's somebody's doing it, he's doing it for a reason. He's not trying to scam his own company, right? So as, as much as you, know, we, you guys are going to hear a thousand times, as Dave's been saying, that there are a, a hundreds of things that just don't make sense all of a sudden. But you would think, why would you scam your own company that can make money, legitimate money and legal money and not be a scam artist? Why, why would you d- destroy that by being a scammer? So it's just it's so all, all these things we saw. A thousand little fires, but you think what it would even never even enter your mind why someone would be a scammer. Yeah, it, it was just weird. So we leave Shot Show. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Tommy? Well, what what to say at Shot Show when you're taking the goddamn gun apart? Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah, I I, I have a uh, I'm sure Dave Baker has seen. I have a uh, a tendency to break things <laughs> very fast, and yeah. uh, I just I, I like taking shit apart and. Vector toy oh, yeah, included. And an AI. Yeah. I broke an AI. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I'll break it. If it's a ball bearing, I'll break it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where I even found them. I have no clue. I was, I, next thing I know, I have like Allen keys in my hand. I'm taking their shit apart. Like, I'm, I've got the bolt in pieces. Like, hey, how do you put this shit back together? And like, Brian's over there about to kill somebody. Because so, I've yeah, got his so, bolt. Yeah, I, I, have no, I have no idea who anybody is. Everybody's playing show and tell with these. And I, you know, I would finger it and play around with it. You know, it's it's great. You know, it's great for the for, for the weapon. And um, so I'm sitting there and I see this guy who I have no idea who David is, and he's sitting there. And he's, it's one's on a tripod, he's playing with it, and all of a sudden he's got some kind of key set, and he's like taking shit apart. And I'm like, the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, what's going on here? Nobody's <laughs> stopping him. So I kind of walk across and um, you know, how you doing? <laughs> what's what's going on? And um, so he's like, yeah, you know, so uh, so I, I play it off, you know. Now we joke, you know, now we're, we're friendly, but I played off like, all right, I'm just going to placate you before he was stick. Stop touching my shit. But, um, yeah, so I kind of got the, I kind of got the feel of it. And then I was, I said, Hey, you know what? When, um, this is pretty much how the relationship started between uh, Dave and myself. Uh, I said, Hey, when we get this thing up and running, I'm going to send you one. You're going to try to break it. He's like, I can do that. No problem. And that's really how yeah, yeah, well, our, 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 uh, out of house testing guy was him just trying to break shit at shot show. 
Yeah, oh, I, I, the way I look at it, if, if if it's not supposed to be taken apart, one, it won't have screws, and two, there won't be a key set next to it. I mean, <laughs> I didn't bring the that, key that set. Is, I don't know where I got it. That is the most unofficial, like, beginning of a business venture I think I have ever heard. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just took a shit It's apart like the beginning of a love story or something. <laughs> 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 well, this, this whole thing is going to see because there's there's a lot of potential one on both of our uh, Hoplite and and and, and uh, Phoenix. There's a lot of potential to do really well, and if it does, it's going to be the craziest. Like one, what happened to Brian financially? We'll get to that uh, down there, and then two, like how uh, I got into it, and then how this dumbass pretty much is going to you know have some civil uh, problems and some criminal problems, but he could have made a lot of money. Could have made money. Could have made a lot of money. He could have made legitimate money, realistically. Uh, he could have made a legitimate. I mean, a firearm. They can't keep them on the shelf, and the product we had going it actually, it's a good product. You know, it does what it's supposed to do. So, uh, yeah, the dumbass just you know, what? What I want is fucked himself in general, but fucked himself out of legitimate money. So, you know, screw him. Yeah. Do we want can to talk about point, Tommy? Can we just point no? out one thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up. We, actually, I, right. I, I think we'll bring Tommy up a little bit later because it'll be more. It'll okay, be funny. that's fine. Can we just point out one thing that, and I know this is kind of like putting uh, salt in a wound, but the balls, oh my god, sand it took. I mean, he literally needs a wheelbarrow to to walk to carry his gigantic scrotum. Oh yeah, you can't you can't you can't throw him in a pool; he'll drown. I mean, his the, the huge balls. It, it, I mean that that look just just say what it is. The dude's got some. He he's got so, he's got a sack on him because to, I I wouldn't I'd be so scared. I, I hate lying to anybody because I'm so scared to get found out. Like this dude literally just bossed the wall on you know, everything. It you, took you so almost, many increment measures. You know. You 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 almost want to sit out on one side, but um. That may give him too much credit. He may just have like a dual personality, you know. Like all of a sudden, yeah. you think you're this person who you aren't. You know, it's oh, well, you have it, to believe funny. that 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 bullshit. Yeah, like, you, you have know, to. He, like especially towards the end, which you know, when the story goes down the road. Um, right. I, I don't. I don't think he has. I don't think he's this. I say he's a professional scammer because he did it well. I don't think he's this mastermind. I think yeah. he believes. You know, you can. Like, you know, every joke about the mother-in-law. And the mother-in-law thinks two plus two is five, and everybody's like, "You're fucking wrong." But she thinks it's five, and she believes it's five, so she goes in the grave. So uh, I don't well, think it's. I think uh, you have to to do this set of balls. I think it's he almost immerses himself in a character in, in, in certain in certain respects. Well, it's well, funny you it, say that because my wife, my wife is, uh, of course, the night Dave, the night that you called me about this. My wife knows nothing about snipers hide. She knows nothing about none of this shit. But I said, mm-hmm. but my wife used to work uh, for 11 years in behavioral health, basically the mental ward of the hospital here in, in, in North Carolina. And I, I said, babe, I've got I know you don't care, but I've got to <laughs> this shit because I feel like. Not- the person whom I want, I feel a couple of different things right now. I feel like I'm just like an absolute idiot, but I also feel like the person whom I thought was, I don't want to say we were friends, but we were very friendly that that person died because he doesn't exist. And I told her the whole thing. And then when we, when we get into his whole wife situation, I mentioned that to her says, David, that's, that's how it works. She said that they, people like that find each other. And then they both, it's almost like, 
like two uh, crackheads meet in rehab right. and they get out and feel like they're both going to keep each other you know, clean. And then they both just start buying each other crack. Right. It's and it's amazing. She said there's something very psychological going on with that, with him and his oh, yeah. wife and the fact that they found each other. It's it, oh, it's, yeah. And it's it, you hear about this all the time. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, and it's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, at SHOT Show. So I, I leave SHOT Show. I'm as far as I knew, you know, Theus was the man and, and uh, I don't know where he gets his money, but I'm assuming some of it's his. And then Brian is, uh, I don't know who Brian, is. I know Brian's affiliated and he said he worked in pharmaceuticals. So, and then I knew going forward, I knew it was Brian F on the hide, but I, the, the, the role and it was purpose, but it, that was a purpose. It was kind of a semi silent partner type thing. Yeah, like, uh, all joke aside, yeah. who, who wants to have a, a New Yorker, uh, tell them right. about firearms. Yeah, n- nobody, nobody from Nebraska with an accent like you guys uh, is going to buy a firearm from New Yorker. So why, why even get my face involved? One, I'm I'm not doing day to day anyway, so I really can't be you know Johnny on a spot with information. But uh, I'm I'm from New York. I'm going to start selling firearms. Yeah, I'll sell two of them to my 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 two brothers. That's about it. Oh, especially in COVID fair, with a whole mask and everything. Hey, I'm a pharmaceutical guy. You guys should listen to me. Yeah, good luck. Right. You know? Right. Well, and to be fair to you, Brian, is it also Theus had already kind of I'm just yeah. gonna say this right, done the legwork with oh, yeah. being like being a but face, he, he, right? Yeah, he's I the mean, mascot or the face oh, of the it company. Was, it was it was a yeah. perfect segue. So, purposely. Yeah. If if everything with, with him was on the up and up, what you that choice you made would have been the right oh, play yeah. business wise. It, it so don't that that's not uh, uh, the thing. It's it's more so he was more visible and vocal on Sniper's Hide, which is let's let's call yeah. it what it is. It's the largest conglomeration of long range shooters outside of Bentress shooters on AccurateShooter.com. It's the largest conglomeration of of a meeting place, if you will, of shooters of potential customers, right? That, so that, yeah. it was the 100% way to play it on your part. So don't. Don't feel that you. Oh yeah, uh, at the time just, it was a good and, move. It was, you yeah, know. And all joking aside, everybody listening and whatnot, uh, I said a hundred. I have really thick skin, and as much as this hurts my brain and the stress and money I left, Dave and I we laugh us all the time. Dave makes fun of me. Oh, you have to. Lost every day. It's it's a, it's a running joke. So uh, yeah, I, I do laugh about this because you have to at a certain point. I honestly don't even know how much it is. I know it's a lot. So yeah. it's, it's a big number, <laughs> but I don't know what the number is, but it's it's not small. The good news is that, see, that's the other good thing. And we'll get to that later. Um, and I, this isn't like bragging on Brian, but I mean, he's, he's busy and can't keep his eyes on things because he's successful and that's how you make money. Right. in in this world. So the good news is at least uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Theus is a little bit of backstory when he, that we know that he's done other things, but at least this time it happened to someone that it's, you know, he, Brian and his family aren't going to be poor and, uh, can't, can't eat, uh, tomorrow. It still sucks. But the good news is, is, uh, they're going to be fine. And our goal in the end is to make sure that this person or these two people don't do it. Cause this could have easily been someone that cashed out their 401k and lost everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I still bought Christmas presents for my kids, but, uh, you can get somebody down to the last dollar. who has got a great idea. And he'll just fuck him out of their farm and out of the house and 401k or yeah. kids college fund. And yeah, and I, I saw a bunch of people who I, uh, I had to call. I had to call a lot of people up and fall on the sword and explain what's going on. And um, the yeah, old joking aside, I'm in theory, I'm happy it's me because uh, the funding I can give 
uh, this won't happen again to somebody else. That's fucking guaranteed. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that, that's the only silver lining in this is it really it could have been somebody's uh, entire life, and uh, you know, uh, barring some sort of uh, really big luck on his side, which I don't even think that's possible, it's it's not going to happen again because we'll get into some more stuff later that we can. I mean, he he really this guy fucked himself uh, for you know in the long run. Yeah, he he, yeah. he played he played he played in the sandbox a little too long. If he would have jumped out earlier, I may have not done anything. Well, some money at Waco is you know businesses die. He he played in the sandbox too long and did some stupid shit that pissed me off enough that uh this isn't going away easy. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so so we're still at Shot Show anyway. Uh, so I leave Shot Show with uh, hey, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get a rifle. I was supposed to get a 260, I believe, because that's what he had at the time. Uh. And it was going to be in a um, in a KMW. Uh, and and long story short, get through because of some of this stuff, you know, there's just going to be months in this story where, as far as Brian knows, as far as I know, that they're just working on things because they found out, you know, it's like anything else. Oh, we don't like this handguard. Uh, not a lot of people like this stock. The length of pull is too long. And you guys, anybody that was following along the hide, you saw the changes in the the chassis. So I think caveat uh, it, caveat on yeah. caveat on that. He had sent me, I think it was before he had posted on like publicly on the hoplite thread, mm-hmm. which was a huge thread at this point, before he had posted the photos of the first rendition, if you will, of the chassis. Oh, it's it, 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 I told him, I said, Theus, I think you are putting a absolutely phenomenal action inside oh, yeah. of the shit chassis oh, because you're using I'm a not gonna talk bad that. oh you're mangle yeah. yeah yeah and I didn't and have I a like, total issue with it but yeah I did and I, t- I put him in con I said but look it's I, I, this is me telling you as a friend you're putting you're putting uh like 13 inch Dayton spoke wire wheels on a Maybach uh Mercedes so mm-hmm. why why do that I said well, look Talk oh, to Sam Burns. Just cut you off. All joking aside, that was his. That chassis was his idea. Well, wait. Well, uh, which one are you talking about, David? Are you talking about the, the, the first one that was at Shot Show? No, I don't know. Oh, you're talking Whatever about the, 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 the other. The one that had yeah, the that Mac was the Shot Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, the the, the putt stock. Yeah. That's, okay. That's Thesis skill set right there. That chassis is the best he can do without me telling him what to do or me paying somebody to tell him what to do that that's that's how good he is at firearms right there no bullshit like that, that was <laughs> his own devices yeah left yeah, that, to his own devices. and, and what, what, that this is going to sound terrible but i i like the the mag on, on an ar i'm sorry i, I like the the prs stock i do it's adjustable and all that and i like the low profile handguard i'm probably the only person that actually, Brian, I told Brian all the time, I was like, what happened? I liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't strong enough and it wasn't, uh, and I get it. A lot of people don't like that, that buttstock, but either way. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it had a lot of reasons once the Brian told me and see, this is like, I mean, uh, at this point I may have been in a text group with Theus and Brian, but yeah, I had a lot I of interaction with Brian. One, I was the one pushing for Dave because I, I knew when I met him, right. Do you break my fucking gun? Um, but I, in, in my head, I'm like, from what, from what I can tell, I, I don't, I don't know if I knew you wanted to hide yet, or I may have seen your name or not, but, um, I was like, Hoplite needs a shooter. 
I know I'm not shooting well enough anymore because I don't shoot well enough anymore. These um, said he used to shoot very well, but for what he's doing lately, he was supposed to be traveling a lot. So I knew he couldn't shoot that well anymore, let's say, if the skills was there. So when I when I originally met David, it was more of I, I need I need I need a theoretical employee. I need somebody who can shoot, be rough with it, and not throw me under the bus if it breaks in half and we can fix it. And um, yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and I, don't think Thies, I don't think Thies was on board with that from day one because Thies. Well, I think part of it is he. Yeah, well, that's part. I don't know whether we did. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I I'm one of those people. I either rub you the right way or the wrong way for good or bad. It's just the way it is. Uh, my my uh, personality, I'm not good with people, but at the same time, I don't know if he didn't like me for that reason, or he knew based on uh, my background and then stuff on the hide, whether he thought his chances of being found out True. were higher. Because as soon as he would, I noticed uh, a lot of stuff looking back on, as soon as uh, he thought there was any chance that he might be found out, he would just drop that contact. And I think he had, he's going to try to do that. So what had happened, the only reason I found out about Brian was about six months later after shot show, mind you, I have still not got a rifle that I'm supposed to get because it's going through supposedly revisions and all that stuff. I haven't gotten a rifle well, six that, months later. That, that, yeah. well, that, okay, that was true. That, that's because the fucking idiot, because he's, I keep saying it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just going to keep saying because he knows nothing. Um, I'll, I'll explain no, really story later on. We get the actual action designer, which is not these, of course. Um, he changed some of the materials, and he threw hardened some of the materials. Oh, we have we have like thirty five receivers that are just junk. Yeah. Now you can't through harden firearms. Through harden makes it break like glass. It gets strong. Hardness goes up, but there's no ductility. So if it goes a grenades, and dumbass, he threw hardened some of the materials because he thought making it stronger is better. No, you dumb shit. You just made a grenade. So that was what's saying the beginning of now. I didn't know he did that. I thought that was from original action designer. When I spoke, oh, to yeah, a lot of things we found out were everything that we saw. It were his calls, and when we would uh, jump on a manufacturer, now that we're jumping on them, and they show us emails like, no, he told us to do that shit. Yeah, like the, the original. The original was smart. And then he fucked it up six ways from Sunday, which is why another reason why it took so damn long. But those those actions at SHOT Show, while, while they work fine and they were stronger than the average action, um, if there ever was a catastrophic that can go above and beyond the strength and material, which is a coin flip of a could or couldn't, uh, it would it would grenade more than it would flex. So those are those are all going to fucking garbage. I mean, we, we have them sitting in a box, but. They're all going to the trash, and that's all because it was. It would shatter. It would. Yeah. It, yeah. If, if the enough pressure, it would. It would literally frag out. And yeah. Yeah. That's not safe. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. You but, can't do. Uh, you can't do that. And it, me, personally, uh, you know, nobody knows. I, I got involved. One of the first things I said is, I'm not selling a piece of shit. My name's on this. If I'm involved, it's going to be right. It's got to work properly. It can't. I'm not going to half-ass. I'm going to half-ass. I'm not going to do it. That's just how. I, that's that's how everything I do. And, um, yeah, yeah, so just his going back to the lack of knowledge, the chassis, which was garbage, was his idea. And he changed material specs without telling anybody, even even conferencing with the original action designer. And then he made them and they were worse than the original. So, yeah, he really just doesn't doesn't know his ass from a hole in the wall. So it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And and this is the first time uh, anybody listening to this or uh, anything, you know, guys reading on the hide. If you listen to this this, a lot, this is going to be the first time we've said there's a we've known about this for a while. And it's just there's there's no reason to go out on and tell everybody we got 40 actions that are shit. But now we're doing kind of like the tell all, you know, here's what happened. 
So a lot of this stuff is going to be very big news to people. I mean, it's the first time anybody's hearing any of this outside of between me, Brian, and a handful of other people. So strap in. It's crazy, man. It's way crazier than anybody has, has been told so far. I, I feel bad because to tell how crazy it is, we're going to have to jump the timeline back and forth in yes. two years because the story is so screwed up. Um, I'll feel bad because the regular person can't follow it, but it's, it's fucking ridiculous. You, you yeah, yeah. Right. We no talked way. about it. It's a Lifetime movie. It is 100% a Lifetime movie that it's like a, 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 a six-part one hour each part special oh, yeah. that you got to tune in each week. That's like how you got to to tell this fucking story to get it. Yeah. It's to its entirety out there. And it's, it, 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 there's so much uh, cloak and dagger bullshit that went on. And it, it oh, we're still finding out stuff we didn't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, every day we somehow contact to this, still to this day, once every twice, every twice a week, I find out, some something else that either he called somebody or spoke to somebody or owes somebody money or some of the something the fuck else. It's insane the amount of people this guy touched and fed them a line of bullshit that now I am on the phone explaining this story twice a week on top of the original month, which is every day, every twice a day, every day. I'm I'm still finding shit out as as we go forward because he's just he just he oh. like he spammed the world. I had a guy email me like, "Hey, so when are you guys gonna? Uh, are you guys still gonna release that ten round three hundred uh, normal right. magazine? What the fuck are you talking about, man?" And he sends about? me he sends me emails between him and and Theus where Theus is like, "Yep, we'll make it. I'll get my uh, I'll get my guy, and which there is no guy. I'll get my guy, and we'll do it." And one, um, no, and then two, even if it was, I mean, who wants a ten round three hundred normal? It's gonna be eight feet long sticking out of the bottom of your rifle. Like, what the fuck is going on here? But he would just promise shit um, all the time. Like, yep, we'll get on it. Uh, I'll get. And, and his guy was literally whoever he could get on the phone and take Brian's money to 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 try to build something. He had no guy. There was no, uh, and I don't. Uh, no, there was he, no. He was a he was yeah. a Google he was a Google search that after he spoke to enough people, and it's it's why he pretty much had a what's the mysterious name he had. After speaking to the industry for ten years straight, everybody he spoke to. He cobbled enough names and stories together mm-hmm. that he could call. Hey, I can call David to find a guy who loads ammo because I got to do a podcast about ammo. And magically he shows up on his podcast. So he knew enough names and enough contacts to name drop that uh, he could get on the phone with somebody above regular customer service. And then all of a sudden he didn't not only use them for the service if he wanted to, but then he'd shoot the shit with that person and learn more. So he was so um, networking. He was really good at um, absorbing what people were saying to use for next time, but um, but he couldn't he of, couldn't actually make it work. No, like, any kind of on what is hand any kind of spec or you know uh, being uh, you know junk in junk out and you know proper documentation and stuff like that. He was literally useless. He we discussed it on the phone for an hour in the morning as I'm trying to beat into his head. This is the idea. And then he'd send me an email a half hour later that he wants to send to whoever have him make the part for us or something. And it would be like the exact opposite. Like, dude, we spoke about it and you're just, you're just fucking wrong. Like, it's a good thing you sent this to me. And I think towards the end, he stopped sending me that. Maybe I think he started um, believing his shit didn't stink. And I wasn't involved in some of the conversations anymore, which is really what 
brought him down. Yeah. Right. So go, go going back to the chassis thing, it was if you can go back, which the hoplite, the original hoplite thread is still available. It's locked right now because it's is it still available or did he into. did he hide it? No, I don't think he hid it. I think he just locked okay. it to where there's no. I, I may be wrong. I think is you can still view it, but either way. You can see the difference of when that original chassis design was put out there. And then when you see the quote unquote revised chassis, which where uh, to give credit where credit is due to my buddy, Sam Burns, who see had Theus had asked had for pictures of. Yeah, he had he asked for pictures of my AI and I sent him a picture of my Axia National in the prototype of the Axia Obsession chassis for it. And then that he got in contact with Sam and then, you know, you know, revolutionary, a, a CAD drawing of the new hoplite design looked eerily similar to my AI. And it was because well, the form is uh, Sam. definitely Sam's. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to go into the I don't think we'll go into the other person that designed because we never we haven't consulted with the, the, the person they got the chassis with to begin with the, mm-hmm. the original. Okay. That it's built out of, so I don't, I don't know if we should put the name out. I mean, I'm sure people will look at it and know, but there was another chassis. So that chassis is a combination well, yeah, of. Uh, yeah, well, the uh, the the, uh-huh. the the name is out there already. It's 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 actually okay. a website we've seen a couple of times. So yeah, so after the initial shit chassis, which had to go, um, we started searching for chassis. So of course, I suggest. Now this is another thing that we're jumping forward two years, but now. Back yeah, we'll time, jump back. I said. Hey, call XLR, MDT, call all the big guys. You know, let's get a chassis made. People have flat bottom action. It's all different. Let's get a chassis made. We get it. Custom and wet. Let's go. Um, supposedable he called. He fought that people. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, suppose we called a couple of people and nobody wanted to make it for us. I was like, uh, you know, all joking aside, you give them fucking 15 grand and they make things for you. Just, you know, you write them a check and they make it. But uh, okay, that, that, that was too hard, apparently. And this is before I was really involved. So. Maybe chassis companies, you know, like anywhere else. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and really, the, the, uh, from a, let's say, a large industry like pharmaceuticals, looking at the farms industry, unless you're a Lapua, it's run like a mom and pop candy store in 1950. It's, it's so different than every other industry out there that people, uh, uh, people just aren't willing to take money. They're willing to wait, they're willing to wait like a year and a half. They're willing to, it's strange what the firearms industry customer is willing to deal with in general. And I think the suppliers from the industry are just used to that as well. Because, you know, I don't know, I don't know any other industry. If I walk into your shop and say, give me an inlet on this chassis, here's $20,000. I want 10 of them. They say no. Literally said no. <laughs> I'm unlimited check. Here you go. What do you want? You want 25? If 25 mm-hmm. is worth it and this and that. I'll pay you 25 grand if I have to. I understand it's hard, there's tooling, there's programming. I get it. You know, there's something involved. They literally say no. I think the only two that said yes were MDT and XLR. XLR, yeah. XLR, literally, uh, XLR jumped through hoops to get stuff yeah, they done were really for good. the expo. They, they really went above and beyond XLR. And even when they found out the disaster, I had to call them up, uh, they, are, they changed the hoplite inlet to a Remington short action in the wet uh, for free. So they're, they're actually out money XLR dealing with me personally because um, I was supposed to buy more chassis, but really XLR went 100% above and beyond helping me out. Uh, no, they were great. After. 
No, they they um, are. I actually before the Axiom session chassis for the AI was announced and everything, and obviously before the ATX, I had myself uh, because I wanted to kind of bird dog this out. I I actually contacted and spoke with someone at XLR. I'm not can't remember exactly. I don't want to get. I'm not going to say any names. So I can't remember exactly who it was I spoke with, but I asked them about doing an inlet for an actually uh, international rifle, and they told me that we would need to get about 10 grand and then have 10 yeah. about 10 pre-buy yeah. uh, uh pre-orders on it to to be able to consider doing it and i actually made a thread if you go in on sniper's hide right now and then searched ai xlr you'll might find my thread where i was trying to get 10 people together to get, didn't get enough chassis yeah. to get an envy yeah, chassis for do. an ai no I, and i actually i have uh, several of them right here that are fit the uh, hoplite I love that chassis. I mean, it it's takes a, a while chassis. to get used to the look, the look of the buttstock, which they're releasing a new toolless anyway. But I, I shoot that. I have found, I got a foundation sitting here. I got all kinds of stuff sitting here, and I, I shoot the, uh, I, I perform uh, better with the the XLR. It's a great it's chassis. A, the Envy is a really good design, and I really, uh, I really appreciate what they did with that. And and honestly, if if, if all things would have worked out great, I do think that Envy would have been a really good design for the hoplite rifle. I, I mean, I really yeah. do. So we'll write that down, uh, Brian. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, uh, the chassis itself. So as we're trying to find chassis, um, uh, I've seen this chassis before as I was searching, but these popped up and said, Hey, this, this large chassis, this guy in, uh, uh, Ukraine in, in Eastern Europe somewhere, one of those countries, old combat country. And, uh, it was a, you know, a, a blocky modular kind of chassis. Okay. It looked apart, you know, it was kind of cool. So we, uh, so I didn't speak to the guy, but these broker a deal to license it, um, a couple, you know, go down the road and some of the features weren't, let's say, um, American market friendly. There wasn't a very long forearm with the RS rail, that kind of stuff. So that's we, where uh, Sam came in. That's where Sam came in. So from, let's say the recoil walk back, it was pretty good. Adjustable this, you know, AR grip, the whole nine. Um, but we need a new front end. And that's where uh, Thies um, approached Sam and said, hey, Sam, we need a forum for our chassis. And uh, Sam, uh, Sam uh, you know, he 3D printed. Uh, I actually had the original forearm 3D printed. And we looked at it. I was like, this is garbage. My friend had 3D printer. I was like, this thing's horrible. And that's where we got Sam involved. And Sam made some plans for it. And that became uh, the chassis you guys uh, see on the, on the thread. <laughs> Which obviously I'm a fan of because that's what my Axiom National is sitting in, and and I'm I can attest to its uh, viability because it I mean it's a, a game changer for an AI, um, and it it would have been a very you know a, a very good competitive chassis for the, for the Hoplite rifle as well. Oh so yeah, I, I had my uh, my my ego hurt at uh, at the expo. <laughs> We're jumping ahead and again, so I I'm not. I don't want to like, uh, I got to think about how it won't hurt our future sales. Cause there's nothing wrong with our chassis with the hoplite chassis. It's just not, it doesn't fit me as well as some others. And we got the XLR and I love the thing, but, and, and, but everyone <laughs> at the, uh, almost everyone that came by the booth at the expo preferred the hoplite chassis. And so I have just decided that I have no idea what the consumer likes and I defer to other people now. Cause I was just like, well, this is, this is terrible. Yeah, so, so we're sitting there the, the night before trying to get our shit together. And, um, yeah, we saw, you know, we're going to do tomorrow. So I was, I was huh, inside. The I tent. broke some more shit. Yeah, I, yes, actually. And uh, <laughs> so um, 
Oh, that's pretty funny, actually. So uh, uh, we said that I'll be in the booth down the bottom and these could be up top running the show and tell it's shooting. All right, that's fine. And um, so I made a I made a funny bet that uh, with Dave, who, uh, you know, if, if people like the XOL more, you're 500 bucks or some kind of you know, bullshit around. And literally everybody that came up didn't even look at the XLR. Now, it looked pretty good in the XLR, by the way. Too. Oh, it looked great. It looked great. It was a uh, yeah. And oh, I lost that bet in five minutes. Yeah, and and the one and they all touched the uh, the one on the with the two cool colors up at the range. We had a white one on a tripod, and we had I think a tan XLR and kind of a green tan kind XLR. of olive drab. Yep. Nothing special. Hot fly tracks are sitting there, and even the the tablecloth showed off the XLR better. The colors of it happened to be. And literally nine out of ten people picked up the hot white chassis and played with it. Nobody, nobody I think touched not, the XLR. Nine out of ten is being actually probably generous. Yeah, was, to me. So I lost that so bad. Oh, I was busting his chops so bad it was funny. I even tried. Every I'd be like, I would, I would try to hand people the XLR, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool," but then they pick up the other rifle. I'm like, I can't even get somebody to, you know, to hand it to them. <laughs> It was horrible. But anyway, so backing up again another year and a half or two, whatever. Uh, Theus has contacted me because I have a pretty good relationship with uh, Zero Compromise. And he they were he was talking some weird shit. I don't even remember. But he wanted to get in touch with Jeff Huber. So I, I called Jeff. And I just told him, I said, hey, you know. You know, he's going to want to talk about some serious stuff. And, and, and uh, he said, Jeff just said, well, what do you know about him? I said, I don't know. I said, I said it's not my business. What is finances in RLR? I said, but Jeff, you know, if you go into business, that's you got to do your due diligence and see. So I guess I talked to Jeff later. He goes, yeah, I talked to Theus. And uh, yeah, and I had to ask him some hard questions about his funding. And yeah, uh, yeah, his partner, uh, the other guy that, uh, Brian, he's uh, the money guy or all this. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Because I had no idea. And I said, hey, hey, Jeff, back up. What did you just say? He goes, no, no, Brian. I'm like, yeah, Brian just helps design stuff. He's like, no, 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 no. I was a guy, like, cause I guess Theus had to actually when he wanted something from a guy, he had to break down and tell him the truth of who was what. And then uh, he said, no, Brian owns a pharmaceutical company or something. And he told me the name and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and uh, See, Brian Cooper never, ever brought up to me mm-hmm. about when, when it came to how things are funded, which I didn't pry a whole lot because I'm not the type of person to ask him about people's yeah, not a business. Yeah. But yeah. you were never – your yeah, name was fucking never brought up to me. But Dave, Dave knows it pretty well by now. I don't need my name out there. No, I no. I don't need a pat in the back kind of guy. I'm – I'm. it just it, – that kind of shit didn't bother me one bit. But um, he never – I don't care about getting any credit for anything, even though I'm involved in the damn company. But don't say it's your money. That, oh, what he would do. Yeah, that, that – as I found out later on, of course I know. It. Then that pisses me off. Say, say I have a partner. He's a silent partner. He's funding it. Um, you know, I put some money in, but he. Fund, I, I don't even care if my name's out there. But that that whole, that whole that it's my money, it's my show kind of thing. Later on, when I started finding out for the last couple months, that 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 irritates the shit out of me. That that I that that pisses me off for some reason. Ryan, that you you're I'm telling you your existence. Your not even to the, the the nth degree was your involvement ever brought up to me about that. And it's funny, Dave, what you're talking about with you, putting you in contact with Jeff. Uh, he actually contacted me. I, I guess he knew that I shot for for Vortex at the time. Oh, I'm sure. And and he he had me give him Nick Loffenberg's name and phone number and everything who my contact at vortex was because he said that he needed a scope to go on the rifle for some 
fucking expo in oh, like yeah. some Eastern European expo or whatever. So he needed, oh, yeah. needed that, needed this thing to be able to like for ITAR and all of this. I was like, look, I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to any of that stuff. I said, so I'm going to give you Nick uh, Loffenberg's contact info with Vortex and you you figure that out on your own. And he was doing the same thing with you and, and Jeff Huber was here to compromise. Oh, yeah. And, and, and actually looking at it, that saved. Um, well, unless you would have called, said, like, if it had crashed and burned the company early, it would have saved Brian some money. But that actually kind of saved Hoplite in a way, because once I. So, of course, I'm, I'm on Google, like, who the fuck is this guy, Brian? I find out. Well, now and I'm, I'm still in touch, but that's where I kind of started ignoring Theus a little bit because whether we didn't get along, I mean, we never were at each other's throats or anything, but you can just tell when, you know, yeah, it, it was, it was um, always, you me, it was always me on the group text getting something going. It was always me on the group text playing nice between those two, getting a ball to go forward and texting Dave on a side. Hey, this is what I really want to do. Uh, yeah, you know, being the mediator. Yeah. I was being a mediator yeah. and kind of, kind of giving, giving David a lot more information than really he should have had in the whole scheme of things. But yeah, it's, it's well, and I almost him. needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I uh, needed him to know more to keep him being a team player at that point in time. Cause this was burn that bridge every fucking text. Oh yeah. If, uh, cause the thing was, this would say something and, and I wouldn't take it as an insult or anything, or I, I didn't mean it when I would say back to him, he would say something that to me as a shooter, uh, you know, I shoot a lot of rounds. Uh, I'm at the range a lot. Uh, and then work and all that. It, something would make sense, and I would just, I would politely, for the most part, uh, kind of dis- dispute it or say maybe this or maybe that. And uh, you know, had uh, had Brian not stepped in, then at, at some point he would either just stopped or he would have said something. To me, I got no skin in the game. Right, fuck yourself, man. You know, have fun and left. But uh, when I found out who that Brian, you know, the way it made it sound was Brian was like a semi-employee or somebody helping out, but that Theus was the guy. Once I found out that Brian was really the guy, um, even if he, you know, I didn't know the whole dynamic, even if Theus was still making some decisions, that's when Brian and I really started talking on the side. And, and actually that probably him calling up Jeff to try to sell him some snake oil allowed me to find out that Brian, cause it wouldn't have been much longer till I was like, all right guys, have fun. Right. And then I found out who Brian was, and that actually probably saved a lot of this because I could uh, I could tell Brian once, you know, I, I, we developed a relationship where I could just be like, hey, man, I'm not sure if this is any good or this is stupid. So that kind of saved that. So that's when Brian and I really started kind of doing off off uh, off the books talk about stuff or he might I might tell him what I thought. And he's like, OK, well, we'll we'll kind of we just thought it was just a a, theus was his partner that was just a little stubborn sometimes and we had to get him to think a certain way no problem so that goes on for another six months go ahead yeah exactly those lines we 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 got a relationship of um you'd say maybe maybe even a truthful relationship that we both we both want to bullshit each other it is what it is like i I tell the truth because that's why you know wow i tell the truth you know so it's amazing what people are supposed to do and um I guess Dave found out that he could say, no, Brian, it's a piece of shit. And I didn't get mad and I could discuss it with him. So that became, it became an easy working relationship. Uh, and uh, give, give credit to Dave. He, and I, I said, everybody I had to phone the sword for, he put in a lot of effort and got zero money. He did not get paid for any of this. He truthfully put in tons of effort, tons of time, um, tons of phone call time 
tons of dealing with shit that he has no part even dealing with, with a company he's not involved in. And he was instrumental in moving this thing forward, especially the last couple of months that, um, yeah, it's a, if these didn't have me pushing us hop white to use David, this would have been over a long time ago, without a doubt. Yeah. And it might've saved you some money, but in the long run, it probably would have cost money because I think, you know, the potential that we have going forward. So yeah, that kind of went back and forth. So that was like a year. We said a lot to basically say that year was by hook or by crook, uh, just a, a, a nothing from shot show 2020 to January or February, whenever we went to San Diego, uh, 2021, it was nothing. It was just static. Couldn't, it was static. Anything, couldn't go anywhere. The world stopped. It was just dead. Yeah, there was, it was everything. That, was you can see that in the you can see that in the hoplite thread. I mean, where it was a, a almost like a a, a a slowdown of updates and information on things, and how there was a point to where you could look, you know, at any day, and there was some new revelation out of hoplite and then it became a time where it was just kind of like radio silence and people are like hey so what what's new like what's what we're we working on now because you know he took us all for a ride with you know through that thread which you know kudos to him i guess he did a good job of like hey i want to be the first company to bring the end users in on like get a, a behind the curtain look at the, and that was part the of the scam. process. Yeah, yes. That was a distraction. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. And it was um and it worked. And everyone was like, man, this is awesome because we're getting to see the this in its infancy, and we will also be here when this is a a, a Goliath in the industry, if you will. You know? It it worked so well that even now when people know for the most part that he was full of shit and a scammer, even now. Oh. <laughs> when I tell people, I can, oh, I won't even, no, not that one. <laughs> We're not, that one's another funny story. But even now, I know what he's laughing at. But even now, if I tell someone, you know what, uh, we're not, because going forward, our business is a little bit different. We're not, take, don't be wrong, there's, uh, there's, there's such a thing as being transparent. And then there's such a thing as information that really shouldn't be out there, right? It's just the way it is. That's how business works. But anytime now, if somebody asks a direct question and I say, well, uh, we're still working on it, or that's not something I can discuss. People actually get mad because they've just been so used to Hoplite telling them every single thing, or at least seemingly telling them every single thing, that even though they know it was told to them by a scammer, they'd work that well that they expect it going forward, even though we're like, hey, look, things are changing, and this is why. So it, it worked. I mean, you know, whether he got a little bit of luck on his side or whether he was that good, it worked. I yeah, mean, and, amazingly well. And and during and during that dead time during COVID, um, there was there was actually was a lot going on behind the scenes because truthfully, I was I was the, the point man in redesigning materials because mm-hmm. I didn't know he fucked them up, but he was going through stuff, and uh, I went outside. He's like, "Oh, I talked to this guy, I talked to that guy," and I was like, "Listen, we're doing stuff that's not normal. You can't speak to regular industry people if you're going to go outside industry." Specs, it just doesn't work. So I, I was on the phone speaking to uh, metallurgy people, and you know, you know, real, real businesses that do this stuff for a living. And um, that's what was going on, which is why the new receivers that you know they saw at the expo are just are just so much stronger and better in general. Uh, he was just kind of sitting there reading the the um, 
the emails back and forth that we'd won from. He wasn't he wasn't doing shit about it actually. Yep. And and I so so from a year from Shot Show, I did not get anything to test. There no. was no uh, I, I didn't get anything. So we meet up. They uh, they actually had me fly out uh, to San Diego. So basically, the idea was a couple different things. Was uh, one, I I was going to be there to shoot and operate the rifle or have some sort of that skill level there. Uh, we were doing photos for the website and uh, kind of a show and tell, like kind of like the first hoplite in a while. Uh, I get there. Well, more things that came up. He kept trying to uh, reimburse me for stuff with cash. And I was like, dude, it's 2022. Just send me a PayPal or something. But so I'm assuming, you know, he didn't want to put down a, yeah, well, he he would, uh, yeah. So it still had his, he had to make sure it was the right name or something. So, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm, and then at the, at restaurants and all that was all cash. So I'm, I'm sure he didn't want to like mistakenly drop a debit card or something come out with his real name on all of a sudden or a receipt or something like that. So I'm like, man, no, just whatever. So anyway, uh, they're the only there's no easy way to say it. I mean, the the I've still got this rifle here. It's a uh, it was it oh, was kind of junky. Oh, yeah, it was it wasn't shooting right. There was it, 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 there were light strikes. The chamber that was just bad luck. The the chamber was cut a little bit long. It would fire, but we were in the the hotel room like stacking springs on stop on top of each oh, other I, I to make shit. <laughs> so, so oh we got man, there. I I landed uh landed in L A wherever I was. He comes pick me up. Uh, we go get some food. We get back and um. He's like telling me that he put a couple of shots in the dirt before he came out there. Backtrack. We met a guy in Shot Show 2020. Is walking around a coatings guy, real deal coatings company. They know what's going on. They have a couple of new coatings coming out. The guy's like, listen, it's right up your alley. We're still in testing phase. You guys are testing phase. This was the owner. Send it along. Uh, they're one of the uh, largest privately owned coatings companies in the United States. So it's like, like no bullshit company. Is this okay, the bird song, guys? No, no, this is a, that's a that's 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 a whole fucking story. Um, no, this was after Birdsong. This guy actually is working on. He may even have it out by now. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back with him. Uh, he had one coating that was specifically for uh, AR bull carriers. That he's like, listen, you fire full or suppressed, and you take a rag and you wipe it off, no carbon buildup. He's like, he's like, it is that good. They're almost finalizing it. And then he had another coating that was um, microns thin, super thin stuff. That was inside barrel for barrel life. And that actually, um, they put something like 6,000 rounds of Creedmoor, uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, and that was only like 30% of the erosion as usual. So, and this guy was like, listen, this, you know, it was really, and uh, we asked uh, Dave Tui about this guy. And Dave Tui said, no, if, he's, if he says he's got coatings working, you know, I've used him before for doing special stuff. And uh, if he says he's got something working, uh, go with him. So we get the rifle back, it's in the white, send it out as fast as we can, go get it coated. It goes to like his his like right hand man. Something the fuck happened. It was supposed to be returned in four days. It took over a month. Oh, I remember this. Oh, and then it came back. So it was supposed to have certain things with like um, let's say a Cerakote style coating, and certain things with this super slick coating. We didn't do the barrel Mm -hmm. coating. They fucked it up so bad. They put the super slick on top of the Cerakote stuff. So, so so wrong. One, it looked like dog. I think this part was just bad luck. Oh but, my yeah. god! Yeah, this wasn't thief. This was just well. It could have been him for not following up properly, and it could have been him for not say, "Hey Brian, this is in Pennsylvania. Go drive there and see what's going on." So uh, this could have been him not knowing now. 
uh, thinking I can I can control everything. I got everything under control. Because if it was me, I would have gotten the car three hours later, knocked on the guy's door and said, give me your parts or finish it. I'm going to fuck home. So it came in. It came in all kinds of fucked up. So we got it literally the night before we're supposed to go to California. It shows up at uh, Thesis' doorstep. He goes out back and tries to put two rounds in the backyard. He gets one fires, one doesn't. And it looks it looks like total crap. So then go to the airport. Now I'm going now we're back to the hotel room. And looking at it, I'm like, right, this is a fucking disaster. So luckily, there's an industrial park in the area. Uh, I run down to an, uh, a supply house. I get some shims. I get some tools. Now, now, you know, now, I'm, now I'm actually working. I, 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 back before I sat in the office all day, um, I used to work, you know, I used to get in a foreign work. So um, I'm sitting there, and I'm noticing him. It's right, right about when Dave shows up at the hotel room. I'm noticing him look at me like, how are you cutting some shim to do something like it was it was so foreign to him that you can use tools it's almost it's almost like you couldn't use a screwdriver the way he was watching me he's fucking around you know stacking some springs and trying to see you know trying to get a a, a stronger spring but we you know the springs are special so stacking some washers to get some more spring pressure it's like he had no idea what was going on it was like a, a kid at christmas he had no idea what was happening and then then dave shows up in the room yeah and then i'm sitting there like a Mm, what the fuck, guys? Like mm, rifle company. So Where's rifle. The rifle? <laughs> yeah. Where's the rifle? Um, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. We 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 do the pictures. By the way, uh, you know, nobody will ever even know this if you don't tell them. Brian, you know, who's funding all this stuff, and he has. I'm not really being paid, but they're they're footing the bill for me out there. And Theus, who is you know not footing any bills, so he should be doing it. Brian is holding the light and working. It was a a. a can we say who it was taking the pictures? Yeah, 100%. I guess so it was Gay Guns off of the hype. He does uh, website work and pictures and all that. He's, re- he's really good. Uh, he's taking the pictures. Brian, in the rain and shit, here's the guy that's funding this whole thing that's getting scammed out of my way. I didn't know he was getting scammed at the time. Just holding the light and doing everyday normal people shit. And I've even trying, like, hey, uh, let me know. Brian's like, no, nah, nah, I got it. I got it. So just a testament that Brian, when he when he can, he, he rolls up his sleeves and gets in the, 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 the trenches there. But he's just out of town. So anyway, I I end up calling my guy down here. The guy, my gunsmith, he's the guy that did like the AI 223 conversion and shit like that. He's really good with that. Enrique Erdminger. If you need Enrique, barrels or anything, yeah. let me know. Yeah, cool dude, man. Um, if you need anything, let me know. We'll get you hooked up with him. But yeah, he's, yeah he does uh, he does he does great work. Um, works his ass off and. Uh, team player 100 percent team player and, and did excellent stuff for us 100 percent. yeah so i take this rifle back this is going to be my at least what i've been told i'm going to take this rifle it kind of works just to keep putting rounds down it until they get me an updated you know because of all the, the the disasters that happen so i this is where it gets crazy not crazy but where it just gets stupid again so that is january february 2021 and i am telling Theus, or at least in the, the thing, and I'm, I'm telling Brian on the backside, look, you guys got to get, because this thing, you know, stuff's loose in the thing, the fitment, the, the bolt is, it wasn't cut for the right clearance because it was supposed to have that coating that didn't have a thickness, et cetera. So there's only so much I can do with it. I can't tell you if a sticky bolt is uh, a little bit of pressure or something, or if it's the Cerakote that's sticking. I can't tell you. If, if it's the coating, yeah. That's yeah, I, 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 I just, that, that, that yeah, coating I just is don't such know. a fucking disaster. 
And I also can't show it off. People will be like, hey, is that the Hoplite rifle? I'm like, no, 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 go no, away. No, this no, is not for you. Yeah, <laughs> go um, away. <laughs> yeah, go away. So uh, I did not get, and I told him the whole time, look, guys, you got to get me something updated because I can't tell you what it is. And after a while, I even, Brian, had even told me we were talking about it. I'm like, dude, I, I've already shot a ton of rounds. I went out there because the thing when he would shoot, when it was shooting, it was shoot, shot great. I, I was, uh, you know, I, I was hitting a mile with 300 normal factory ammo. You know, it was burger factory ammo. This thing shoots great. Um, but I even got to the point where I told Brian, he said, yeah, just stop shooting. There's no more we can do with that yeah, thing. It's, 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 it's a waste of money after a while because we know it's going to yeah. do it. And we know it's not going to fire every time because the spring's not right. And you can't get the bolt clearance because it's just the final. It's a final and shit. It's, it's a true R&D gun just sitting there. Yeah, and, it, yeah, and well, it's not it, even anything we can really. If it throws, yeah. if it throws five rounds in one tiny hole, if if uh, it took ten rounds to get it to fire those five rounds, you still got to. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it's right. still shit. So, I I'm I'm probably misremembering some stuff, but there was a time where Theus started taking pre-orders. Um, oh, that, and, that was and, down on, road. That was that was like this. Yes, this is like August or something. Yeah, that's where I'm. So I'm skipping ahead again because there's just a lot of crap that's just the same stuff. Like we just went over that whole first year back and forth. It's the same thing. Nothing got in my hands. So around August, he's taken what are supposed to be 50% or less, unbeknownst to uh, Brian. It's not really us at the time. I was uh, I was still just a guy over here. He was taking full payments from people. Yeah, it was and, supposed to be $3,000 down payment because some guys wanted the first ones. Don't take their money because the timeline's all screwed right now. We know it's we know it's going to be done soon, but you know if guys want to get in the books and fine, don't take full orders because I want to hold on to money for a long time. It's not how I do things. I don't want to I don't want to do pre-orders to fund the company. If you want to do a down payment on you want the first ones out, it's very, it's very different to me. I'm saying that's like so, the whole mantra of what he st- what back when he wouldn't do the whole. Yep. Yeah, that he wouldn't do because he said, I'm not going to let your money, your pre-order money exactly. fund the R&D for something that doesn't exist yet. That's, I want that's, a product. That's from my mouth. He, that was I said, I yeah. said I'm not going to. That's this is how I run a company. This is what I'm doing. He said, that's great. And then magically a year and a half later, he's uh, taking full down payments. Yeah, we didn't know. No idea. So about that. And I can't remember when he said it was going to be released. It was something like buyer before the expo. Yeah. Which is October. So we're in August, you know, middle of August. They send me, I say they, Theus sends me a quote unquote production rifle. This is the rifle. We've changed everything. Even Brian, as far as Brian knew, like, hey, Dave's getting the, it's the, the it's rifle. It's supposed to be good now. We changed more than enough shit. We actually hired a, I hired because I wanted to make sure I was right. I was, I was done. I was done with, um, opinions of his contacts oh try this oh try that a couple things happened in the middle we wound up hiring and paying for a engineering firm all right really engineer make sure what we have here double check all specs double check all the all the strengths and materials get it all squared up those plans were now getting made okay now we had an engineering firm look at it who did firearms they kind of they 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 weren't just a, a bridge building firm okay this is what it is Thies was in contact with them for shit a month going back and forth. Change this, change that. Get the 3D plans, pay for 2D plans. Okay, let's make these things. And then, Dave, what happens next? Oh, I get a rifle and I take it down. Or actually, it was sent to uh, Enrique since he's the FFL down here. Uh, and and um, 
I get down there and the rifle wasn't bad. It wasn't good enough. It was okay. But Enrique, and I wish I could do his accent, but he's like, David, um, how much was this rifle again? I was like, <laughs> I uh, can see him saying it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, uh, I mean, 7,000. And he's like, no way. And then he was like, yeah, he was. He didn't want to say because he didn't know how like well in or if I wasn't if I, like if he was insulting me. And I was like, dude, just say it because I know what you're I know what you're thinking. He goes, I don't think it's sometimes not rifle. I was like, no. So I called Brian and I had a very friend. I was like, hey, dude, um, fuck, like this is no good. Now, now, now. But this time, David is really immersed himself in Hoplite. It's he's he's treating it like it's his own company, but not getting paid for it. So when he when he calls up and says something, it was serious. There was no. There was no questioning it. I believe what he said 100%. Yeah, I was just like, dude, this is, I mean, I said it's okay, but this was where the rifle should have been in California. It should have been in that stage. Like, it should have right. been functioning pretty well. And, yeah. 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 So we're behind, and he's taking, we didn't know full time, but he's taking money, and we have a, a an expo to make in October. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, was, yeah, at that point, like, I'm like, it was like two weeks away. It was, yeah, it was like, it was months. I it mean, I think tight, maybe dude. we had two months. It was tight, but two months is no time when you don't have a rifle that might need fucking work. So we, I had to sit down there with Enrique and go over stuff and we're pulling out the machinist ink and all kind of shit of like, all right, we got to do this. I mean, do we want to talk about the extraction? Uh, no, we'll save it for later on. Okay. So anyway. You know, Enrique's over there like fucking files and shit, and and I'm just like, oh fuck, man, I don't what to tell you. Like, I'm, I mean, I know a little bit, but I'm not a gunsmith. I'm not a machinist. I'm like, yeah, so, fuck, man. My... So Dave, Dave, Dave's calling me often enough, and uh, he's like, I was like, I was like, get a file out and chop it. I was like, I was like, it's crappy now. If it don't work, break the fucking thing because we got to figure it out. So just go go out and see what happens. Yeah, I got the okay. I was like, Brian, look, can can Enrique just? He's like, just make the motherfucker work. So. We basically don't even converse with Diaz anymore at this point yeah, he, about he's, that. He's pretty much out of the loop. He he pretty much stopped communications right about there about any kind of yeah. development. It was either past him or he was flaking out by then. But yeah, he was. I think truthfully, and, and we didn't want to either. Yeah, I yeah. think he was so far out of his element of talking about hey, file this down and make sense that he didn't even. I think he stopped paying attention to the text. Yeah, because yeah. at that point, I think uh, I was just texting Brian. It wasn't even a three-way text, and at that point. Our thoughts were, okay, he's not a dumb, he, he's, he's, he's smart, but Theus is just, he talked himself into a job that he wasn't qualified for. Yeah, he painted like, you himself know to a corner yeah. he didn't know how to get out of. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we're thinking of. We're like, you know what, it happens, it sucks, but, uh, and we even discussed it, you know, like, hey, once we get through this, then we got to have a sit down because I might have to actually become part of the company just to, to fill some voids there. And then Theus maybe moves to a uh, sales or something. He's quote unquote good at that. We're thinking we're like, you know what shit happens. We reorganize who cares. Uh, but we just thought, and we didn't even want to talk to him because there was, there was no need at that point. We were so close to shot. I mean, not shot show the expo that there was not going to be any, like, uh, it, you see if Theus okay is it? Cause Brian's like, Hey, it's my money. It only gets okay if I pay for it anyway. So fucking do it. Right. That's and, what it goes. Um, and I mean, Enrique made like probably uh, half of his income for the year in those oh, yeah. couple months. Because yeah, I mean, we had not you had to pay. It was either fold, uh, close up shop, or postpone a lot of shit, or spend money to to get it right. Yeah. And 
also we had these bolts. That's a whole nother thing, but these bolts and magazines and I, it was something that turns out it was, it was theist, but I get, I get a magazine in my hand. And I think I told Brian, I first saw it. I'm like, Brian, I haven't tried anything in it, but I'm telling you. Yeah. You're uh-huh. like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is garbage. And, um, so but it's then a I get proprietary home magazine at this point. It's a proprietary magazine. Yeah, it's a, it's a conversion. A, yeah. Yeah. It was a conversion. We had, um, uh, as things throughout the you know, two years went down the road, uh, we pretty much settled on having a 300 Norma be the test rifle because we had a lot of data from – Dave shot a bunch of it from what we call the Frankenstein rifle, the original R&D one with the crappy coating. So we stuck with 300 Norma because we had some information about that, how it shoots, how it recoils, did it shake apart. Yeah, we kind of knew what was going on. So um, People kept and, requesting bolts. Yeah, and then we uh, – then we all right, so now we're going to need magazines to fit. We wanted to have a – as went down the road, we wanted to have a similar exterior size to a 338 Opua Mag magazine and put inserts like you do for a 6BR, right? Regular reg- kind of stuff. Um, somewhere along the lines, was, I, I, I agreed to it, but I didn't agree to the specs and how it was done. We were getting some stuff 3D printed, and um, they 3D printed some uh, stainless magazines. But the theory behind and the design behind the magazines was just it was just retarded i mean and he okay and really when i found out it was on, his design really yeah. yeah it pissed me off so much because there's nothing about that design you would say is a good idea it's like or my it's like my, my, my 11 year old son with cardboard i mean it was it, it was just asinine well yeah and uh, the other thing like so we had these prototype bolts they were the only um to well, we had a magnum, you know, for like a 300 PRC, because a lot of people were requesting conversion kits. So we were we wanted to showcase all that at the the expo. Uh, so we had a a, a, mag, a regular magnum bolt and a regular 308 uh, type bolt. And unbeknownst to us, or I guess he uh, so for it needs to without going into a lot of specs, that bolt needs to come all the way to the rear to catch the the round. Well, because he had read somewhere, somewhere, somebody didn't like their AXMC, they didn't like the long bolt throw when they were using a 308, which that's just what you get. You buy an AXMC, you know what you're getting. So he yeah, has the bolt. bolt. Yeah. Yeah. So he has the bolt stop or the, 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 the cut yeah, the, the, for the, the bolt, bolt stop. Stops. The stop short to now, where it has a short stroke. Now we spoke but about it. won't pick this, up around. And it's an email more than a few times. I said, I want the bolt groove to go all the way back because the longer the bolt groove is, the more R&D distance we have in there for messing with magazines, for messing with solids, messing with overall length, messing with all kinds of stuff. Make sure the bolt groove goes all the way back. It's the same bolt we have now, just a different bolt face. Don't change anything. Of course, they fucking show up with the wrong bolt groove length. Fucking idiot. And I can't, and and he, he, this is how much he either doesn't know or doesn't know how to check the bolt. So the way the magazine, the, where the, the rear of the, uh, the round stops, you know, kind of like in a conversion kit and they didn't do it in the right way, but it was his fault still where the back of that, the, the base of the case sits, the bolt would not go back far enough to even get that. Like the measurements didn't even match up. And I was like, Jesus guy. But, but then I get home and I put a couple rounds I already knew what was going to happen. And uh, I can make the the, the magazine uh, without going to detail. I can make it jam immediately. And uh, I sent Brian a video. I'm like, 
Well, it looks like we're single feeding shit at the expo, which is fine. You know, shit happens, right? So, yeah, it, it was, it was I, a true R and D magazine. So I, I you know, anything R and D, it's going to fail. But the thought process behind the failing, he just fucked it up every time. That that that's really what really started pissing me off. That I don't mind things failing; it happens. But every decision he made was like the wrong decision in that R and D process. It, it was a fucking joke. And yeah, you know where the thought process you know where the thought process came from, right? Now obviously the execution was definitely not there, but you know where that the whole bolt stop uh idea came from, right? Somebody else, Tico. but I don't know where. Tico. Oh, okay. So because Tika yeah. only makes one action. One they, they make only one, make yeah. a long action, and then they obviously they have you know tons of short action cartridge. Mm-hmm. Actions. Well, only thing different is like I've got a Tika right there that's a 308 bolt face. That if I wanted to get a 300 win mag out of that at that receiver, I would just have to get a bolt and then change the bolt stop because that's what determines the length of the throw. So that's where his that's where his I'm I'm thinking his oh, yeah. mind was, Probably. but the execution was like way off. <laughs> what he would do is he would tell somebody, and we saw the emails later. We didn't find out till later. We would see the emails because you know the internal conversations just put him out there a little bit. Is uh, they would be fucked up, and Brian would be like, "Dude, you need to hammer these people's ass," because you know, of course, Theus is telling them, "Hey, man, I told him make it this way." But they made it that way. It's like we'll get our fucking money back then, you know. Like that's that's yeah. not we're not paying for that shit. He would never do what it. What you're saying is true. We, yeah, if what yeah. you're saying is true, we we deserve a, a refund on the the services or a provided. redesign or or something. Well, turns out now down the road we find out we see the email where we we start talking to them like, hey, uh, we didn't jump their ass, but we're just like, hey, so who was up with that? And they're like, oh God, they would even say it. They're like, Jesus, thank God somebody's asking us about this. Here's the Here's the the emails where we told him probably don't want to do that, and he said do it anyway. And they're like, "Fuck it, it's your money. We'll do yeah. whatever you want." Oh shit. Um, oh yeah, it was terrible. So now, and I the whole time, so we had a plan. I mean, we <laughs> planned this to the nth but, uh, degree. Hey Dave, but uh, but he knows guns. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah. That's we'll get into that in a minute. Oh yeah, he knows guns before you. Oh god, his wife. Holy shit. By the way, I forgot. I have met. I, he came down and uh, with the Frankenstein rifle, I shot an ELR match down here. I met his wife, who was Mish Protov. She was supposed to be Russian born, and and she dressed the part and everything. It was fucking weird. Um, wasn't much to come out of that, but I did meet her, and and they played the role, uh, or she played the role as the proper Russian immigrant. She's just some lady from New Jersey. <laughs> so <laughs> fucked up. And uh, anyway. They we have a plan. I bet. Oh, who knows? Fucking Jesus. And uh, scams are uh, wherever scammers fucking date. And um, yeah. so <sighs> we have this plan. I'm going to get these rifles. I have it planned out day by day because you have to when you're this close to an expo. I told Brian, I'm going to get the rifles on this day. I'm going to go to a range on this day. I'm going to do that. I was supposed to have those rifles, the 300 PRC the, and the uh, 6 Creed that we're going to shoot solid then. I want to say I was supposed to have them two or three weeks. A so, it, was, it was like a solid two. It was like, it was like the weekend before solid two. two weeks. Yeah. Which was enough. And I'm, and and we'll talk later on another day about my ideas on load development and certain things. But, you know, I want to make sure that these things are – or one, I want to get the barrel sped up and all that stuff. Well, I think I got them three days. Yeah, you got them like Something Sunday like or Saturday. 
you you yeah. leave him on Wednesday and you got him on a it wasn't you oh, yeah. get him on Friday. Enrique wasn't and on a Saturday or something. Saturday, I think. Yeah. So I had to at the time I didn't have I have access closer now, but the the range was like 45 minutes, so I had to go there and, and mess with powder, and I had to come back and and then mess with seating depth and all that, and then I spent we were gonna drive. Uh, Enrique and I were going to drive. So I was up, I spent nine hours pulling a handle on the, uh, on my zero press, uh, getting all the ammo for the 300 PRC and the six Creed more done the night before and then took off and was just drinking, you know, monsters and all kind of shit uh, all the way there among a hundred different things. See, that's the thing. You, things are always going to go get fucked up. Murphy's law. So we already had, we had to compete with his retarded shit all this time. And then the normal things that come up, like not being able to get a rental car that you wanted to do because they need a, 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 so a, a credit card, all kind of shit. It took me three hours to get it because they don't have a, they sold a bunch of their cars with COVID and any, um, like an SUV, you needed some retarded amount of down payment, but the payment had to be on a card that was in your name and not a company. It was so fucked up. So that's just you, normal you, shit. You needed a, a, like a fucking tax form or something. You need, need some kind of, like I had to show them bills. Shit. I needed water and power bills and all kinds of shit. <laughs> to rent like a I'm, I'm rent 40 a, years old. To rent, but, fucking to, car. to rent the SUV. But then when I asked them, well, what else do you have that I don't have to like, well, we have a minivan. I'm like, well, fuck that. Look, we're taking which we found out the minivan was actually like a great idea for putting all this shit in there. I love um, minivans. Oh man, for the for what we were doing. So anyway, we had to deal with that for two and a half, three years. You, you got normal shit that comes up, but then you had this guy's shit that just it, it, it just compounded that exponentially. And then holy shit, the expo actually out of everything that went down for the whole time, the expo actually went pretty damn well. Yeah, it, it went better, it went better than expected, and it probably well the, let's say Saturday Sunday, it went better than expected, and probably couldn't have gotten probably it probably couldn't have gone much better. Truthfully, I mean realistically, from the outside looking in, internally with some hiccups, but externally on Saturday Sunday Expo, you probably couldn't have a better Expo than we had. That was great, and 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 I'm not just being real about it. I couldn't have done it without Enrique, oh, um, no and then. And um and and then they couldn't have done it without the ammo. Like uh, Enrique and I, pretty much, because you got to figure if Hoplite would have had a bad showing or not showed up, that's almost the end of it. Oh, it's because it's just too much bad publicity. So we we kind of brought that in, um, in a very short amount. I mean, it was it was a real crunch time, and what we showed up with was a seven thousand dollar rifle. I mean, that, that was, we were good. I, I was, I was happy with it. Enrique was happy. Everybody at the expo was happy. Um, the ammo perform. I mean, I know I make good ammo, but the, the ammo performed better than, than uh, I could hope, ever hope for. I mean, it's not every day that you got multiple people shooting an MOA or less repeatedly on the shot marker at a thousand yards with a six and a 300 PRC. I mean, I, it, uh, actually, and that, that rifle made it up so well in the chassis with the flat bottom, uh, we didn't, we went to pick up the rifle at the end of the day on Sunday, I think, or Saturday. And the actual, the, the, the action screws are loose, but because it sits in that chassis that's, that's built for it so well, it was still shooting. Perfect. Wow. That, that, that was a PRC, right? Yes, that was a PRC. Yeah. And see, I, I, just, I, I just got it off the tripod. 
I, I wasn't there uh, simply one reason because I actually wanted to go earlier in the year last year until I realized it was on fucking Halloween weekend and we had plans uh, to go out mm-hmm. of town um, and uh, but I wanted to go, but I have obviously being, you know, an enthusiast and, and kind of in the industry as far as the media aspect, um, you know, I did look and see how the expo went. And I'll tell you, Hoplite was like kind of the talk of the expo, really. I mean, it was I mean, I agree with everything you are saying It's someone who wasn't there and just reading what third parties would say. Uh, everyone was very impressed with, with the hoplite showing. And so you, you're, what you're saying is, is very accurate. Y'all, y'all got, y'all pulled it off and did very well there. Yeah. If, if I, if I had David Enrique from day one, hoplite would have been selling rifles in six months, not two years. And, um, that would have been that because really between my involvement and David's jumping in and then dragging Enrique in from, uh, shit from middle August until Halloween is when it all happened. Uh, it was us three pushing forward to getting stuff done. Leaving the other guy behind. Just, just, he was, he was a fucking speed bump in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to tell him about the Monday? Uh, is it, is good now or, or is that later on story? Maybe Frank, I don't know. I'll try to think. your money, man. <laughs> uh, let's think about Monday. Well, we, we can say that, um, these <laughs> so so uh oh yeah the video go ahead oh no before, I'm, I'm saying uh i'm oh, gonna say oh. about the uh, uh michael uh the, the the shooter up there so um these uh as we're going down the road i think these oh, is yeah. also noticing that i'm speaking to david more than i should right in his eyes i'm taking his opinion i'm kind of fighting him on it and um so uh because dave shoots with voodoo um voodoo had him wind up for their booth but he's like, you know, of course, if you guys need me, I'll jump over in one second. We had his scopes on our rifles. So um, so we couldn't trust David to be there all times in case. So he said, oh, I met this guy in line who I found, found in a line. Talked to him, talked him up. And um, so he was going to be our shooter. Good guy, actually. He's a good guy. Yeah, not, really nice guy. He had no idea what was going on. Um, deer in the headlights when he found out what was happening. So he was down there. Now – the real reason, I'm 90% sure, the real reason he wanted this kid down there who shoots, who, who shoots competes is because he wanted somebody to shoot as well or better than Dave does so he can tell me, look, we don't need Dave around here anymore. He was there solely to just fulfill Thesis' hatred of Dave to get him out of the way. Guaranteed mm. Not a fucking deck because there's no reason you would choose a guy that I never met before. You know, we could have gotten anybody. I could have, you know, could have paid David Tubb two grand to come down, right? He chose this guy out of nowhere that he befriended off the bat. That this was this was his way of getting uh, Dave out of the way. So this could show. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll speak up. Uh, the guy's name he's Michael Johnson. He works with uh, Bravo Four Actual. They do targets and all that. Great guy. Great company. Um, his partner. I can't think of his partner's name, but. Check them out. Bravo for actual. They are good guys. They just kind of got, you know, swept up or Michael got swept up with Theus over there. But good guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so he's down there and, uh, you know, Dave's around with voodoo. And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm down with Rike. All of a sudden now it's a uh, Saturday morning. Now the, the expo itself, it wasn't, really, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't run that well. It was kind of once a day. Back. Was great. Yeah, yeah, but in the morning there was no like, 
hey, this is what we're going to do, guys. There was a quick two-minute safety meeting, and then it was kind of, hey, the door's It was open. a free-for-all. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it uh, wasn't. I think they're still getting their feet under. I think it's only the second time, you know. But, yeah. yeah. probably. It's the second yeah, year we, for the Expo. Yeah, yeah. We, we were supposed to, the door's supposed to open at 9, I think. Uh, so we get there at 8 o'clock, so setting the booth up. Now, uh, thesis is so important that guess who's carrying all the shit in? Me and Ricky and Dave, Thies isn't carrying anything. Oh, yeah, fuck him for that. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, but, but I'm not getting this, paid for this shit. Yeah, but backtrack about a month. By this time, when this is back when Dave and Enrique are really involved right now, I'm starting to hammer him on what the oh, fuck's going on hands, yeah. here. Yeah, there's like, like, like side stuff going on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Why do I have to get 10 people involved? What, what the fuck is happening here? So I was starting to let's say become involved like an owner all of a sudden and 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 i don't know this because that's private conversations i don't know most of this at the time i think he sees a writing on the wall so um when he came down there on top of it he didn't carry anything he didn't say anything to fuck up he was like walking around just just like like he like like there were slaves like i was david i enrique were his slaves walking around so um I'm down with Enrique. Now, I never met Enrique before. He's on the phone. I said, you know, thank you very much for helping me out here. So we're, we're bullshitting and talking. And um, the guy, Michael, and Thies are up top. Dave's doing his voodoo thing. Thies I'm walking around. Down. I think I was talking to Frank at the time. Yeah, maybe. Thies comes down like like somebody's, like somebody's burnt his house down. Where's David? Where's David? We can't, we can't zero it. Where's David? the fuck is going on here like his oh we like, zeroed the day before and it was that sta- it was one it was stacking yeah stacking both. it was it was dead on at 100 both guns by uh, these shot enrique shot and david shot they all shot it and it all was fucking lights out so we can't get it on paper at a thousand running around like a five-year-old girl so all of a sudden uh he's like where's david like, hey, it's fucking voodoo what do i know dude i'm man in the booth you know go do what you gotta do he scurries off like um you know like when a when a fat kid walks fast, like like the, like, like the little shuffle thing, that's kind of that's kind of how he takes off. I'm and, trying um, to keep stuff from shit in his pants. Yeah, I think so. So all of a sudden, I see them go up top, and Dave comes down. I don't know, five minutes wait, maybe five ten minutes later. And uh, and 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 what happened up there, Dave? Yeah, so I'm I I so with the voodoo, I was Mike Bush couldn't make it, so I was basically it's gonna be me and Mike Bush doing some stuff at the booth and then also walking around. So I was going to be his guy and, and all that. And then uh, he couldn't make it. So voodoo also had some more of their guys coming up. So they brought a whole crew. So it, it freed me up to, I would be at their booth. I'd be at hoplite. Uh, sometimes I'd be out on the range with hoplite. Sometimes I'd be out on the range with voodoo, helping people shoot. It was actually cool. Cause I get, uh, I get bored. Uh, so it was great. So I, I think at the time I was talking to Frank, Frank Galley from sniper's hide about i don't remember what the what we were talking about something half actually was something half as important uh but not important enough to remember apparently and theus is standing there he goes hey uh when you get a chance uh, i got somebody look like like he said like he was gonna piss his pants or something so i was like <laughs> uh so i just and i'm not good with people so i just stopped like well what, what the fuck do you want what you know what what, what is it because he could you tell he wanted me to i'm like and he and he's like mama he goes hey, the, the, the rifle we can't get it on i'm like what and then Frank must have seen the writing on the wall. Frank just runs the fuck away, like, oh shit. And uh, I said, what? He goes, and then he's like, we can't get it on steel. And I literally said, I said, what the fuck do you mean you can't get on? Because he's <laughs> supposed to be a guy that guy. he said he shot. He used to super sniper. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know the guy he brought with him, um, but he's, you know, Thea says he used to shoot ELR. He worked for uh, Shy Tag and all this other shit. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't get the fuck thing on? Well, we can't get it on. Something's wrong. Jesus Christ. So I get up there and 
the guy who brought Michael was actually trying to be helpful, but at the same time, it's not his rifle, not his optics, not nothing. So he's real timid about like, what the fuck, man? And uh, so, and, and I just tell him both. I'm like, just st- give me some room, step away. I zeroed everything out. I took fucking Straylock Pro that I don't have anything, put in what I knew was close to velocity or whatever. And I think the windage for some reason, it was off a little bit for, I don't know why. I don't know whether he fucked with it or not. But, uh, so I, I clicked over like five tenths. I shot at 300, 600, a thousand, both of them put them on steel. I said, don't touch the windage and the fuck's going on. So he couldn't even, I don't know. Could, he couldn't even he like could it, zero it, yeah. fucking rifle. Yeah, I'm like, because uh, I mean, don't be wrong. There's like, it's not if we were shooting like some little tiny target somewhere or something really far, maybe. But we're talking about getting on steel at 300, 600, and thousand. It's not, you know, these are Ipsic, it's the expo. They're not putting out tiny targets for people to miss yeah, all day. These aren't half MOA targets. Oh, uh, uh, Dave, so, what, what distance did he want to uh, zero it at? The turrets. Oh yeah, this is I find this <laughs> out later. Uh, he tells the guy, the guy, now that I know him well, Michael and all that, we're having conversations. He's like, yeah, dude. Cause I apologized to Michael later once I found out, I was like, Hey dude, sorry if I was short with you or an asshole, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And the way he made it sound, is like, neither one of y'all could do it. He goes, no, I don't want to touch anything. It's not my stuff. I'm just here helping, you know, and see us as a guy. I'm like, uh, but he said when, uh, before he got there, Theus was trying to zero out the turrets or zero the rifle at a thousand and said, no, no, no. Um, you don't, um, you know, these are long range rifles. You, you, you don't zero at a hundred for these types of rifles. Like what the fuck is going on here? So it's just, everything was, <laughs> uh, I keep, I, I tell, I, I, I've coined this saying with this and this whole thing that Brian, like it's all bad. It was all bad. <laughs> everything all was bad. just bad. Everything Jesus was just so bad. Christ. And so where, where did everything, where did everything start stinking? Like to where you want to start figuring out what's stinking? Right, well, that's all right. Do, do we want to talk about Monday? Um, a little bit, just a tiny bit, maybe the video. Yeah, well, yeah, just, yeah just for it because there's, there's a lot, there's okay. a lot there, and, and some of the stuff's a little sketchy. But yeah, we we can talk Monday a little bit. All right. So Monday is set up to where Frank's gonna do Frank's thing. He's gonna video, he's gonna shoot the rifle, and he's gonna do his Frank, you know, magic that he does when he reviews things. Sure. Uh, there's some issues with the other things with the rifle and stuff. That, stupid shit. But when Frank went to do the video of where he He's going to interview Theus and talk about this rifle that is finally that the hide has been emotionally invested in for two and a half, three years, whatever it was. Oh, Dave, one sec. So, he, so yeah. the, the only reason, so we rented out the, we rented, uh, I paid for, we rented out the range on Monday. We invited Theus, all, all Theus, so Theus rented it out for me and us. Theus invited Frank, hey, I want to do a, a, a private thing. You know, you do your video, get yeah. split up. Frank's like, yeah, it'd be great. So I never, I never met Frank before. Uh, I never returned any of my emails. You know, literally, I have no contact with him at all. I know he owns a website. Um, so these, of course, being the face of the company, and also these being the guy who contacted Frank, yep. you would think, who's going to be on the video? Mm-hmm. These. Apparently not. Yeah. So Dave can give you that. That fucker, yeah, yeah. So he, I, I'm just out there, because at this point, I am just the guy. All I'm here for is maybe to spot do you think Frank's no dumbass? He knows how to shoot. So I'm just kind of here, man. Um, in case something needs, well, I walk up and I'm like, Hey, what? I'm like, cause people are like, Brian looks like he's about to kill somebody. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And Brian's like, Oh, well, I got to do the video. I'm like, what, why would you do? Why would you do the video? Like what, what's going on? Because he goes, well, I'm sitting he's there. Someone... 
yeah, we're, so we're fucking sitting there. I get the gun up there. Frank's getting the camera ready. <clears throat> we're milling around. You know, uh, Thieves had a couple other guys there, which really didn't turn out to be the best idea. He had like a, little, a little show and tell on Monday, but that's here or there. Um, yeah, it's not it actually, it actually, at the end of the day, it probably helped because some of these guys actually saw the rifle and it helped us through some yeah. tough, tough times. But um, yeah, so Frank's like, all right, guys, get a video going. And I, uh, I'm like, all right, these, you know, go, go do your shit. And he, he literally goes, I'm not doing it. Now, a couple of people heard that and all kind of looked for a second. I said, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, go, all right, whatever. And uh, he turned and walked away in like a 45 degree angle. So now I'm pissed beyond pissed because I, you know, I didn't sign to do fucking videos. You know, the whole reason you're the face of the company is so my face is on the fucking company. And um, yeah, he pretty much. Now we got a guy from New York on a video. Yeah. And flat out said, I'm not doing it. So I turned to Frank and Frank, Frank looks like, what the fuck's going on here? And I, I, I might be on film, actually. I said, well, it's a good thing I shaved this morning, so I guess I'll do the video. And these just kind of walked away. And now that that right amongst other things that would happen before that, besides the, you know, the, the, the gun not working properly and, you know, it's taking way too long. That was just that fucking pissed me off. That was beyond that was beyond. That and was and we're not even thinking scammer that that's just like I you can't how. How are you going to run a company uh, with that attitude? Or he had seen like the first day and then this, the day of Saturday at the end of the day, he didn't help put any shit back in the car. No, nothing. It's like how, and I'm getting pissed. Cause I'm like, Hey mother, I'm about, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very bad about holding my tongue. I'm about to be like, Hey motherfucker, you got hands, you know, yeah, he um, mixed the brass up. If you fuck that up. Oh my God. He well, fucked well, yeah, well, at this, at this point you're, you can, easily say you are definitely not doing your job at this point because your job is to is to be the the like you said the face of this shit and then when now we need an actual fucking face you're you're nowhere to be had and saying you're not doing it taking your ball and going home like that's not okay if you drop you dropped all the balls all over the place over here on development that's one thing but this is where you specifically are needed here and you are refusing to do it like that's like a whole nother yeah, and, and, and then pull me aside like hey bryce thinking about it man i can't do it i'm so scared you want to do it if he you know if you that's why that's why i don't think he's a super scammer of certain points i think he's almost like a different personality because he could have easily said brian i can't do it my anxiety is going crazy right now i took two pills i literally can't get in front of the camera and i say fuck it dude i'll probably get you know i get stressed out too i'll take care of it but no, he would have just said no and walked away. That 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 that's just not. That's, yeah, that, and, and at that point, off. you just made uh, like the, what we said earlier. What 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 uh, Dave Dave or David just said is uh, that was the last redeeming thing. Was hey, yeah, you fucked all this up. But if you can get on and you can be the Pied Piper of the hide, if you can, somebody can call you up and you can sell a hundred different rifles. All of that's forgiven because fuck it, we'll figure out the rest, but we're going to sell rivals. But now you just, as far as Brian's looking at it as, an, as the other owner and the financier is, well, what the fuck are you good for now? Yeah, what, got are you good no for? Money. what are you good for anyway? I could, I could show you write a post on a hide under a name. Uh, I'm paying for it anyway. I have a shooter and gunsmith on payroll now. If I'm doing videos, the fuck do I need you for anyway? Yeah, yep. why are you here? So, uh, from my point of view, from my side, and then, um, we were, you know, most of the time you're going to sit down with your team, whether they're contracted or not after the whole expo, cause it, it went really well overall. The weekend went well, a little 
little, little hiccups on Monday with Frank, but overall went real well. Well, he just gets in his car and hauls out. He just leaves. He just, leaves. Oh, fuck. He just fucking leaves. Like uh, I, I was making sure some voodoo stuff got sent back or something. And I come back out of the, the lodge there and I'm like, where'd Theus go? And they're like, oh, he just left. I'm like, yeah, I was, I, I, fucking I mean, he just car. left. Yeah, I called him in the car and uh, Dave wasn't back yet. Dave and Enrique had one car. I had a loan a car and uh, Theus had his car, which apparently I was uh, paying for, which I didn't know. Yeah, that's another was, story. Yeah, that was, I, I was leasing a car apparently. Um, yeah. So I'm um, paying insurance on it. So um, he gets in, in my lease and he drives. I'm like, dude, let's get lunch, you know, wrap up. Everybody's going to take off, do their own thing. Let's do a wrap up meeting at the end. You know, we're still, we, we have a functioning rifle now. Enrique has the rest of them. If all these changes worked fine, which they did, hey, change, do all the changes, all of them. You'll get the files out, square it up. And now, you know, now we're rolling. Now we have ones that are in-house running well. We have the new spec for making new ones. You know, we're, we're in business now. Let's roll. And um, he pretty much said, uh, no, man, I got to get going. Now, he wasn't fine. He was driving home. And I was like, yo, we got we need a wrap-up meeting. One, we got to kiss these guys' ass, which oh, I've been doing for the last two days. I've been sucking Dave Enrique's dick for helping me out. And, uh, yeah, we got we to wrap this up, dude, you know, because we, we have to go home, and we have tasks that have to get done. You know, now we got to move forward. And he's really I was like, okay. I was actually okay of staying another night and going somewhere that had a conference room, you know, like a Holiday Inn. And, yeah. and like, all right, where do we go? From here, because we had a great expo. The minute that people start talking, they're already talking about it. The minute that Frank's video goes out, we got to be putting shit out the door. You know, you got to take advantage of that that publicity and and get it. And he and then I was I walk back out and I'm like, "Where's the?" And Brian's like, "Well, he left." I'm like, "Fuck, do you yeah, mean he left?" Like, left. I'm like, yeah, he's gone. I don't know what happened to him. He left. So that's another thing. You now you can't even be now. You got to look at it from Brian's perspective as an owner if we down the road you have employees they ain't gonna put all that shit they're gonna quit you know that's they're yeah, fuck so, off so anyway yeah, so yeah so uh dave uh dave I, and enrique we go to have lunch and have a proper wrap-up meeting hey what happened let's get going what's the plan you know regular you know, regular shit you know yeah he just fucking that, that was that was probably the that was that's it. what really stemmed me to really start fine tooth combing everything and that that yeah that that expo was that was your that undoing. was your first first big whiff of the the shit on your shoe yeah it, it went from yeah but being, we're still not thinking scam though yeah, we're no, still not even no. I, I, I didn't think scam until we found out his real name truthfully <clears throat> you couldn't because why would you think scam you've been doing it for so long and you see it's moving in a positive direction why would you scam it it, it makes no sense to me but I'm I'm not a scammer in that in that mindset you know. Yeah. So anyway, I get a call now and then Brian had been telling me a little bit because Brian basically told us at the end of that, we'll figure something out with you and Enrique and all that Enrique sitting there. But just for for as far as input and all that, just act yeah, as if you're part of the don't company talk to him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Act, don't talk to him and just act like this is you. You guys. So at that point, I'm not in any ownership thing, but I am in at least uh, uh, intellectually, emotionally, whatever invested in something. So now I'm, I'm going to take a little bit more active role because he's told me to, right. To give me a little bit of rain there. And then, and, and obviously that's a conversation you're thinking, okay, we'll talk about some ownership and all later, a little small piece or something. But now that's where I get much more involved as far as me uh, caring. Like now all of a sudden before it's like, Oh, that looks a little weird, but not my fucking money. Now all of a sudden it kind of is, uh, potentially. So, uh, Brian's 
been telling me like, Hey, uh, things are kind of going south. It was like a week or two later. He'd been exchanging email. He'd been playing like real owner, Brian, like, like, Hey, what the fuck, dude, you got to give me some answers. And at some yeah, point I, I, I would send him a, yeah. I'd send him a text uh, email. I was doing all emails because text, uh, he doesn't answer. He's like a lot of people, but if you give him like four things on a text, he'll answer one of them. So I was tired right. of texting 15, one text. Cause he'd forget about half of them. Probably purposely didn't want to answer them. So I started emails like I do my real job, you know, and the way I the way I word things, I the way I word things, you have to give an answer. You can't not give an answer. It's, it's my job. It's what I do. And um, I was asking like 10, 12 questions and I get back like three answers a day later. So like, all right, he doesn't want to answer those as being a dick. Right. So I take up the three answers he gave me and I'd now slice those up and ask more questions about those. And I, I got down to the point on more than one topic that it was pretty much. He threw his hands in the air and give. Uh, no, I didn't know he was a scammer. Either he's throwing his hands in the air and giving up, or he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, or a mixture of both. So now, now I'm just confused. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the hell is going on because yeah, yeah, because he's he's just ready to walk away. Yeah, for for, for the for the guy who like knows that. everything, I'm asking questions that you know, let's say, are supposedly past my knowledge base, and you can't answer them. And the answers you do give are fucking stupid. So. Yeah, you know, the, the whole thing's the whole thing is really. He's obviously seeing. He's obviously seeing yeah. the writing on the wall at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and and, yeah. and stop trying or he cracked. Uh, yeah, know. a little bit of both. And uh, so I I know he had, Brian just told me, hey, just FYI, things are probably gonna be a little bit different going forward because at this point you didn't think he's just gonna walk away, but you're thinking, okay, and, and Brian, you know, being the the financier, he's gonna have some say in restructuring the company, like you know, figure out some way role or something that Theus can still go forward. Well, in any way, I guess I got to a point another week or two and Brian sends me a text going, I think he just cracked and quit. Like he basically <laughs> said, uh, why don't you just take the company? Yeah. And- he sent me as, as I'm, as I'm fucking slamming him for like four days straight. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up. Um, he's not really talking on the phone, but I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm just going to email him the fucking death. And, um, he sent me, I think it was a Sunday or Saturday night. I forget. He sent me over a um, transfer of shares so I can take the, I can take all the shares of the company. And um, it was it. It was like it wasn't like screw you. I want, you know, 20 grand for my time and effort. It was like, OK, I don't think it's going to work out that well. Um, you can have it all. Take this. And I was like, wow, OK, this is strange right this is yeah because I'm, I'm asking him i'm like what do you mean quay like i was like he just gave up i'm like what yeah the like fuck? no now if you think about you know we know what we know what kind of piece of shit he is now but this is your dream you've worked on this for the last two years this is your name you know this is this is supposedly what you want to do your whole life and now you're willing to walk away because i'm getting hard on you so it, it was another it's like every every day for like three weeks was a a 100 80 degree flip of what you thought the day before because you didn't think it was a scam. If we knew it was a scam from that point, you say it was a scam was done. But since scam was the last thing in your mind, every day Dave and I would learn something and it was like, you know, well, the, the earth is flat and tomorrow, oh, the moon's, the, the moon's made of cheese. It, the, the, the information coming out literally made no sense. It, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, so then Brian calls me up and goes, Hey, so he's, he's leaving. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, well, Brian's like, I can't do it. You know, I, I got a business run up here. Do you want, I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm already here. So whatever. So then I basically take a, 
Theus's role, you know, the other part of that. Um, and I start now I'm getting involved now I'm sending him emails cause, uh, he's all the stuff in Louisiana. We had worked out stuff down here. It's coming down to me. So now I'm taking over and he just won't answer shit properly. Uh, so I'm being, you know, I don't want him to get mad at me because I need to get all this stuff. So I'm playing the good cop and Brian's just consistently just hammering him. Like, why haven't you given David this? Why haven't you given DT that? Well, blah, 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 blah. Well, at some point I get, so I guess we hadn't covered that his wife was taking care of, uh, the books. She was, uh, I thought she was an accountant yeah, or something. I but. I, yeah. I don't know if I knew this yet. I don't know if, um, <laughs> by the time when he, when he sent the, when he said the transfer of shares, I didn't know that yet. That I found. I knew that he out. had something. I, I I knew you know when I sat down with him and all that. I knew that she was helping, but yeah, it was she, I she thought was, it was more like a spousal helping yeah, kind she, of thing. Yeah, I, I, I was paying him. Um, we we discussed in the beginning this was going to be his full time job, so I was paying him five hundred bucks a week because you know to keep him alive. Uh, you know, it's uh, not, until not it being, takes off and then you make a lot more money. Right. Yeah, not 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 being stupid, but okay, you know I understand this is a. Uh, something different. You're going to put a lot, suppose you put a lot of time in, I'll give you some money. Yeah. You know, not being some rich guy, but you know, you deserve some money. You're going to work. You're going to do all the, you're going to do everything. So I was paying him 500 bucks. And then he said, you know what? My wife, she can do the books. This was back when we just first started. She can do the books. And if we start shipping something, she can do shipping and UPS and that kind of stuff. And we're not paying some dumb kid who's going to ship the stuff to the wrong spot and fuck things up. So it's like, hey, you know what? It, it makes sense, right? Simple. If you, you're supposed to care about your company that much, You'll make sure your wife cares about the company that much. So I think I was I was supposed to be paying her like I don't know four or five hundred bucks a week. So there was fifty grand in payroll, supposed for payroll and hoplite a year. Besides, you know any bills and whatnot. So I can keep those two breathing. She was supposed. Plus, we're to under the understanding that they that they yeah. either have other jobs or other contracts. This isn't their only source of yeah, income. Yeah, this, supposedly. Yeah, this this was supposed to be Theus's. Although I said, listen, if you got other stuff going, other contracts, you're doing consulting, I get it. You know, we're not going to make anything for a while. And the wife was supposedly um, a semi-bookkeeper kind of thing. So she had a job and she was add us to her, her workload. So fine. You know, I understand 50 grand a year for the good. We sell a couple of rifles. It pays for that by itself. It's, it's a no brainer for me. But um, yeah, I, I didn't find out about the real dollar amount until probably about a week before the move, Dave. It was, it yeah, was and, after uh, the transfer of shares document. Yeah, just to clarify before anybody, uh, that the, what he just said he was paying them, that was just to keep bills paid and for them uh, and while they were doing other things, keeping the company. Once the company was going to get rolled, it wasn't like, hey, you're going to be making 500. He wasn't an employee. He was an owner. Oh, no, it was, it was a he was going to make plenty. Yeah. Yeah, it I was thought, just okay. to keep him you know, above water. A living wage. A living yeah, wage yeah, was, until things jumped off. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't want anybody then, to think that Big Bad yeah, Brian was just taking advantage of him. It was a fifty-fifty business, and I was uh, I was willing to pay him some money, a living wage, because you know, I can't take advantage of you. That's not right. I can't be working twenty-four hours a day in theory, not making a penny. So I'll, I'll pay you from my own pocket to keep you alive. I'll fund it, and then once you start making money, we'll see what happens, and we'll you know make a thousand bucks. We take five hundred home each, cold even. Yeah. So. Uh, unbeknownst to us, I guess his wife was reading, she was included in everything or saw it. So she starts responding. He kind of stopped responding. She yeah, starts responding yeah. at first professionally. It was like, a, I think he stopped on like a Thursday. Just like a, just like two weeks after, after the expo, he stopped answering like a Thursday. Cause I was crushing him for like, 
about six, seven days. And I was because I, I, need, I need fucking answers. Once he the, the Sunday before, once he sent over the transfer of shares, now I'm in the mode of not just berating you for being a moron. Now I need every bit of information you have because I got to run a company by myself soon. Yeah, I got to get this shit figured yep. out. And uh, he wasn't even giving that over. So I'm just berating the shit out of him until like Thursday. And then the uh, then the wife chimes in. Now, I always sent two mails to the wife the whole time. Um, hey, how you doing? Let's do financials one day. And, um, you know, thanks for the Christmas present. That was about it. Yeah. And so what started now, what started to get into maybe scam, Brian calls me up and so he's already mentioned the lease. He goes, dude, you won't believe this shit. And I'm like, what? He goes, dude, I was, I was, I, I was leasing a car. I'm like, fuck you mean you were leasing a car. So there was a little clause. So there's in general contract stuff like that. There's like discretionary spending. You spend up to 50,000 a year without having to tell the other person and up to this. And what that is for is so you don't have to ask the other guy, can I go buy reams of paper and you know, stupid shit. It's not to go okay, out and that? just buy shit. Okay. So, so, um, to, to, cause people think I'm, I'm a retard, right? Cause well, I'm right. retarded. Yes. Well, I'm a retard. Um, I never saw the true bank account statement. There was some financials, like a, like a spreadsheet. Once well, they were doctored. Some of them were doctored. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, in the, uh, the ones I got in the beginning, uh, the ones I got before the business started were what I agreed to. Um, I got ones later on once in a while, and um, they wouldn't be itemized. It would be a total dollar amount. But the total dollar amount never changed. Now, it was different from right. the first one, but I didn't pay attention to the first one. It was also a fucking year ago. We have a different location. We went from Texas to Louisiana. A lot of stuff changed. Of course, the dollar amount went up, but you know, not not being stupid about it, it was understandable. Okay, it's, it's what it's going to take to run a business, a firearms business in the U.S. that hates firearms. And I got two people in a building and taxes. All right, it's going to cost more than five hundred bucks a month. I get it, but I never got an itemized bill truthfully until well, until I find out what, what Dave's telling the story right now. Oh yeah, and and to to also show too, because uh, you know obviously there was some due diligence or some stuff that got overlooked. That obviously we're we're admitting that full full bore. But the oh, thing is, it, is yeah. the yeah yeah the the amount of stuff that was reported that he had his hands in high pressure this cartridge act because there in there are some stuff like the stainless steel cartridges. We're not gonna get into those today, but stuff like that's real. Um, but a lot oh, of it yeah, was all smoke. The, all the all the pictures on the hide, yeah. all the testing on the hide that's all real shit i paid for that that's all all the all the modeling that's all real there's no there is no false stuff on no. the hide at all thread not one bit no and 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 then other stuff that we have found out he very much made it uh reported it basically to brian that he was actually working and spending money on that stuff so the stuff that he said he was doing definitely would have eaten that amount of, or actually more probably like if we did everything that he said he was doing, we would have spent, we would spend that amount of money. So the amount right. of money, the total amount uh, that Brian's seeing and some of the falsified itemized stuff that he got was uh, in theory, it makes made sense. sense. In theory, it made sense for what we thought everybody thought we were doing or they were doing. Yeah. So anyway, it, it wasn't some astronomical amount of money that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so no, that way, and, that and, way and, it didn't raise a bunch of red flags. And that's what we'll get and, and into was, about was, why was, he did that. It was the same every month, more or less. So it wasn't like, you know, a bill would go, Hey, we bought a, we bought 20 chassis, uh, you know, $25,000. I put $25,000 in the account. Uh, $25,000 are paid out somewhere, but the next, wire transfer for um the monthly bills was still on schedule so it wasn't like they were stealing above and beyond what they were 
siphoning anyway. The siphon stayed the same. When a big bill came in, I paid more for the big bill. And then I was back on track with the money schedule. So they they had it figured out pretty good that they wouldn't make any big bumps and I wouldn't have to dive in to say, why is this big bump there out of nowhere? Yep. And uh, so I'm trying not to get ahead of myself here. It's hard. It's uh, hard. It's, so much has happened. It's, it's, really, so it's much, really hard. And so much was going on. Like literally we would, I, I would talk to Brian for an hour to three hours a day in several different conversations about this. Cause we're trying to, Oh man. So he finds them. Yeah. So he finally gets some itemized bill and finds out that they send me, they send me a bank account, uh, a screenshot of the bank account, which of course I never got because it was lying to me. So I got a screenshot of bank account and now I see real, you know, where the money is really going. It's all charges and and what it goes to. What the fuck is this? I said, I'm paying for a car. He said, well, so he's you paying know, for a lease, yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to start traveling more. And if I travel three times a year, it's going to be $3,000 in car. If I get a car for 400 bucks a month, it's the same money. So in his head, this this is why uh, I don't think. It actually that, wouldn't have been a problem if he'd have probably said, if it would have made sense. Yeah, then, if you would have sure. said, hey, dude, I need a car because I don't have a car. One of my wife's calling, she drives to work. I said, okay, we'll go get a we'll go get something. Maybe we won't lease. Maybe we'll buy a cool pickup truck, you know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll buy, buy something that makes sense. He was riding yeah. around in like a fucking crossover car that well, you couldn't well, put well, shit well, in. It was well, retarded. Fucking, well, well, gay Ford bullshit or whatever he fucking drove. And it was gay. So uh, it's not like we bought a uh, a five-year-old Dodge Ram that looked cool for a gun thing. No, he was like a little, you know, Fiat fucking crossover. But, uh, yeah, it was yeah, fucked up. Yeah, so he would, he, of course, they and always had an excuse or reason that, of course, it makes like, like a conspiracy. Everything makes sense the first 80%. So, yeah, at least the car because, um, you know, it's going to be the same money if I travel three times a year. In my head, I'm like, all right, it almost makes sense. But then I see he's getting a car wash once a week. Oh, yeah. He got his car detailed. He's putting gas on the company, even though he hasn't traveled in fucking two months because of COVID. Dinners, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, you know, dinners. Uh, what else? Yeah, uh, we're paying a table and dinners. Oh the yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, this is where this is where I started because you know law enforcement. When we got to the point, so that I was like, all right, well, he's definitely taking advantage. Um, do we want to talk about the dollar amount for her services? We okay with that? Oh yeah, I get fuck yeah. That, that, that's all the right. funny part. That's what I say, guys. I, I don't so, mind making fun of myself because yeah, it's it's all on me, but it's fucking hilarious. Well, this is what tipped me off. One, she was starting to respond. At first, she was responding professionally. Brian would send me the copies of the email, but then she started getting kind of ghetto. Flipping I mean, out. her responses like I'm like, well, this doesn't seem like me. Pro off, right? Like, hey, fuck you, Brian. Basically, yeah. like she would. Yeah, like in the email, like, hey, fuck you, Brian. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? Now, now, I, and uh, and on these emails, I would never use, you know, I would say profanity because yeah. these are, you know, these like legal documents now. I'm trying yeah. to make this a case for myself when it goes down. So I'm not saying, oh, you fucking bitch. And, you know, no, no, no. I, I, I purposely didn't use that kind of language. And she just snapped and fuck you, motherfucker. Whoa, where'd this come from? I don't know where. Oh yeah, we're, uh, she said, uh, "You want war, motherfucker? We'll yeah, have war." war. Like, what the fuck? War. Like, oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Wow, she's nuts." But then Brian finds out that for at least what 24 months, oh, 20, a long time, two years, maybe longer, she was billing her company 
that she kind of set up around the same time, go figure as Hoplite. She was billing $50 an hour for a hundred hours a month. $5,000 for 25 hours a week. So now I see that first I thought it was an accountant thing. All right. You know, taxes, whatever, you know, we got a offside accountant, real deal stuff. But then I see it the next month. It's like, Hmm. Then I see it the next month. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All right. One time deal. I get it. You know, I understand running a business. I got accountants and shit and I got a finance team in my building. So I understand that that should cost money. I get it. And, um, so I questioned, I said, Hey, what, what is this? And she goes, how she, I wish I had the email in front of me. Um, well, she said those are just standard startup costs for businesses. You should know this, Brian. Like, yeah, this, yeah, uh, this is my stand, my standard dollar per hour. Okay, I understand that. Okay, let's say you get paid that. She's much. explaining to the guy that has a business that does a hundred million revenue a year yeah. how and, a startup and business run. And she did well. This is what it takes to do a startup. And I said we aren't selling anything. We haven't sold one product. All we do is write about twenty checks a month. Because all I'm doing is paying fucking bills and paying you and your retard husband. And you, um, you could have uh, you could have balanced this checkbook and you could have taken a fifth grader and taught him how to balance a checkbook and they can do it in ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, what, maybe maybe sixteen, seventeen checks a month. And uh, so yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Now of course that money was hidden, you know, semi hidden through not putting on a financial statement to me. It was just part of the monthly nut. So, okay, and and kept uh, kept talking about how much because if you talk about how much R and D and all this, you're thinking, okay, that's where the money's going. That I see this total amount. Well, that was yeah, just hiding. Yeah, I got I got three oh. printed stainless steel cases. I got inserts. You know, this stuff going on. All right, so I understand. You know, stupidly on myself, I understand what's going on. I get it. But um, we're progressing forward. So okay, and then yeah, she she doubles down. Like, well, that's what it takes. Don't you know? And I was like, the fuck yeah. are you talking and about? That, that's where I stopped. Like, Brian, when, when he told me that and I saw the emails that's happening, uh, like, I just stopped. I was like, all right, now we're in. This this oh, is oh, now oh, not. Uh, they, now they, we're stealing. Sorry. Okay. So, so before the expo, I was supposed to do another wire, another wire transfer of money to mm-hmm. get, keep the company funded. Um, I told these, hey, this is a lot of money the last two years. We're not selling anything yet. Let's cut costs down to zero. Turn off the TV if you have to. Yeah, I don't want to fund much more. It's just taking too long. You know, let's get down to zero here. Once after the expo, if the expo goes well, we're going to ramp up and roll. You know, let's go. But we don't have to spend anything. Or, or, it's, or we're now. done. One or the other. You if, were like, yes. it's either now or done. Yeah, if, if, if the expo went like shit, we, we were out of business. All right, failed business. But let's save some money now. So if the expo does go well, we can dump it in, you know, get really push out and get rolling. And um, I said, listen, you got to save some money. There's no way you can't save money. And um, he wrote back, like, oh, I can't save anything. Pretty much like I can't save money. I said, you can turn the lights off when you go to the bathroom and save a penny in power. There's always a way yeah, to go, save money. Work out of your – you even told him, you're like, hey, get no, out of the lease. Yeah, I, I said, I said, dump the building. I said, we're not making anything. Work at home. Work out of your home. Yeah, work out of your home. It's safe. If, nothing else is, if nothing else, work out of your home, turn off the AC and the lights, and save 100 bucks a month in electricity. There's always one to be saved. He wrote back. Oh, well, you were also paying. Yeah, you know, you're paying for bottle water deliveries every week too. Oh, bottle water. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, because the the water down there has iron, and or cable TV. Had, yeah, and, at the and at the at the shop. Well, now we know why actually, but uh, yeah, the, the well, water yeah. down there has iron, even though we didn't have it tested. Because why would I have it tested? The water has iron, and when he has a 
big business meeting because he's he's the businessman, right? When he has a big business meeting down in Enon, Louisiana, which has a population of the amount of guys speaking on his podcast right now. Um, And they're all his family, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and they're nice. He's a piece of shit out of the family. Yeah, yeah. His family's actually cool. But but he needed bottled water for when people show up to get quality water. It's very important. So yeah, they couldn't um, so, buy a, a Brita, you know. Like yeah, that. So, so, so I tell him save money. He says pretty much impossible. That was before the expo. I was still in, I was still in getting ready for expo mode. I started to do that. It was later. probably three or four months before you were you were starting to tell him to start cutting some costs. Yeah, and and then it was, it was wow. And then um, but then then the expo store popped up. So that's I was working on that. You gotta get that done. And then um, I see this, and I said. You mean, I was like, one, after the initial email, what the fuck is this? And that's your explanation. You're an idiot. Um, two, I said, you weren't able to cut this. I said, 25 hours a week. I said, if you work 50 hours a week, that's every other hour of the day. You're doing something hot way. I said, it's literally fucking impossible. And that's that's when, uh, truthfully, having. She kicked in. Yeah, that's when she kicked in. And truthfully, having Dave to, to bounce ideas off of. Was you, if it was only me, I don't know if I would have um, picked it up as quick because I had nobody to speak to about it. But uh, having somebody who was in, let's say, in Hopwife for two years, it was easy. It was a lot easier having a conversation back and forth with him who would have a, a difference of opinion and a, a different view of what's going on, too. So he he really um, helped the, the whole thing come to light as well. As soon as I found out, once the way he was acting, the dollar amount, five grand a month, I mean, being in law enforcement, I was like, oh, that's embezzlement. Straight yeah. up, and, and even Brian was yes. like, are you, "Are you sure? Are you no?" I'm like, "No, it's textbook fucking embezzlement. That's that's larceny by employee embezzlement." Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, is, that was, is just that's yeah, all kinds of shit. Time, we weren't we weren't thinking scam yet. We just started thinking scam right then and there. But before that, we weren't thinking scam yet. We were still thinking. Yeah, and I didn't even think long term scam. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I didn't think long term scam. I just figured. I see it all the time, you know, being uh, doing what I do for this while. Um, not as much now with my current job, but other ones. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they got mad that, you know, oh, Brian, he's sitting on his ivory tower and only paying this much money and we deserve more. You see that a lot in, in employee theft. Uh, I used, to, oh, I used yes. to be part of the investigations that I do. Ask me you how I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get it. And uh, not that it's legal. It's still illegal. But we still weren't thinking long term. But then since I'm involved, I'm like, all right, now everything that all the little red flags and, and there's probably a hundred we didn't even talk about that we're forgetting. Now they're all like, oh shit. And then when I'm going, all right. So I kind of figured before, you know, this was maybe a, a, a pen name or something. So I, I can't, you know, you can't go and run stuff at work for personal reasons, but you can go on all these uh, websites where you pay, you know, they advertise, Hey, type in a name and then, we find something and we talk out, talk, you know, try to talk you out of five dollars or forty dollars or for 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 background investigations, right? Hey guys, two seconds. I, I, I use those for work. What? Yeah, I use. I gotta those take a few Hold on, guys. All right, hold on. Back in, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. We might have to make a second. Uh, we might have to make the Phoenix one the the, the part two for this week. Woo. Yeah, they, so, look, I'm I'm cool with it. I got. Yes, mm. that's no problem with me. We can do that. Oh, but, no, I, I anyway. use that. I use that very same thing for my tenants and then employees and stuff. I do background yeah. checks. I pay a month a monthly fee to where I can run background checks, and you you'd be amazed what you yeah. can find out about somebody. Oh no, you a, a lot find of, out of somebody exists. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, well that was the thing. 
I put it into a couple of different ones. And, and, you know, I'm sure you've seen these websites. They do everything they can to take a penny from you. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you want this check? You want that check? You want this? Every, like three websites told me to go fuck myself, basically. They wouldn't even take my money. Theus Protoff did not exist in any database anywhere. And that's when I called Brian. I'm like, um, well, that ain't his name. And, you know, Brian's still trying, you know, you're trying to wrap your head around it, right? He's not defending the guy, but he's like, oh, you I'm like, look, I'm telling you, it's impossible that nothing comes up on this guy. Yes, I mean, yeah, yes, maybe on Google. does not exist. This man's name does not exist. No. And, yeah, it was just like, and then that's a, a that's when I, like I said, the five grand a month, the way she started answering the emails. And again, I'm not saying just cause you curse or you act like that, but I've been around a lot of criminals and I'd even told him, I'm like, dude, the, the attitude she's taken now, I've seen a hundred times. Once they start kind of getting caught, then they get shitty and you know, nasty cause they're getting back in. They, the they, want, they want you to back off like, Oh, Hey, yeah. Hey, sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have questioned you or your integrity. That's, that's their, that's their hope to kind of extend yeah. or to at least prolong for when, a real inv- a, a real pry is getting done. Yeah, and 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 somebody is supposed to be professional like she claimed to be, and and is saying that they would have easily uh, just said no. That's uh, that's what I charge, and and would have given you a reason and all that. Not fuck you, Brian. Um, that's just not how things go um, like that. Um, then we did that, and so. We're trying to orchestrate a move. That's a whole other Murphy's law of getting a moving company up because I didn't want to have to go all the way to Louisiana if I didn't have to. Um, I was fine doing it, but we didn't we didn't see a reason to to go all the way up there. Um, so it kind of worked out in our favor a little bit because now we're we're now in the uh, Brian back. Okay, all I told him so far was. uh, I I looked on a couple of sites and that I told you Theus does not exist. Yeah, he, um, he said a couple of times, and then by that point in time, he was like, "No, this is guaranteed. This is a fake name." Yeah, I'm like, it's absolutely, it's impossible. Uh, the five grand, everything now is starting to. Now we're out of stupid or idiotic or moron, and we're also getting out of the. Oh, you, we're just mad that, and you, that we weren't making enough money. So we stole money. We are now getting into, this wasn't his name. I think that it's a very good possibility that he was scamming from the start. Right. We're still bouncing off each other, but we're the, the, it's a very, it's starting. I think we, we would talk about it like every day and we were, we were almost like talking about it. Like, yeah, man, it's starting to look like 70, 30 now that he's, Steve was fucking up from, I mean, fucking you over from the beginning. Um, so the move thing, we're trying to get up there, and this is where I just <laughs> don't know. Move. That was the what life, the that fuck. Was that was event. Oh that my was god, hard. it was terrible. Um, I don't know why, because if you're, you know, because even Brian was starting to say, hey, because uh, she was saying, oh, well, have your lawyer contact us. So Brian was like, well, just send me your real name. So they should know at this point. The jigs up. Yes. This is where they fucked up. And and it actually worked out for us. Is they hung around for the move, and I couldn't I, I, figure I, out. I said I said at one point in time, and it, you know, it, it's funny legally I, I couldn't even do this. I said there's a moving truck coming there. I'm taking everything down to Texas, and that's what's happening. And Dave was quoting the moving truck. 
So uh, as yep. it was, it's coming. Uh, I had to be out of there. Supposedly, of course, a lie as well. I had to be out of there by the last day of November. If not, we had to pay rent December 1st. They paid in the first day of the month. So we, <laughs> so Dave lined up a moving company, which um, that was just a disaster. Fucking no, disaster. Again, not not, not, not the not, but just just yeah, regular disaster. You could you couldn't make it the fuck up. So um, so now we're we're going back and forth. You know, well, December first when it got moved. So yeah, yeah, and and end of business killing each other, right? And then um, the moving guys can't get there the last day of November. So now I have to call and say, can you please go open the door, right? Like a- after I'm saying, you know, fuck you, you're a retard, your wife's a retard, you're out of this business no matter what. Um, I now have to say, and I said I will be out there by the first guarantee, by the thirtieth guaranteed. Can you please go open the door for me? And that's the first time Thies texted me in a week and said, yes, I'll be there tomorrow morning, which which made no it, sense, right? I mean, you, you it, want this, to this do really it. saved it. Well, one, the wife breaking and the money that that started it. But then we couldn't figure out because we're like, we don't know where they who he is, where they live, who the fuck he is, who anybody is. We have no clue. And then Brian had asked me, like, hey, well, what can I do? I said, the only thing, only chance we got you got to hire an investigator there and you got to get something on him, like a license plate or whatever. They showed up for the move and we had a private investigator taking pictures and got the license plate. And we were able to now, and then some other things with the, the guy that had done the original action design. So I, the, uh, I guess the investigator or somebody gave Brian a name. I'll say the first name Lewis, but then it was something else. And then, I put that into the, you know, the $50 or whatever, the background stuff and things started popping. I told, uh, I think I texted Brian back immediately. Like, that's him. Like I never tell you based on what I see, that's the guy. Yeah, so, so, so during, during the move now, this is, uh, it's a month long process. This is, yeah. This, this is, let's say kind of stressful at this point in time, right? So this is a little, I'm laughing about it now when Dave's talking calm about it. I had my work phone, my cell phone and I was texting two people all at the same time for about three days straight. I mean, it, it was, it was tough. Right. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, there's like, listen, this, we're both like, this guy's going to get away. He's fucking crazy. So I hired a private eye. I said, I called the local private eye. Whoever it was, I don't care what you're doing, what you want. Go sit in the dollar general across the street and see what the hell's going Here's on. Here's a blank check. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I said, it's my, he's like, there's a contract. I said, I don't care about the contract. I gave him, uh, a screenshot of my credit card. I said, just go there now. We'll deal this later on. Just go. So, um, so he's sitting there. He's he's actually a ex-FBI apparently. So he's trying to see what's going on. He's, like, he's oh, agreeing with me. He's like, yeah, that there, this guy's there's no yeah, he's fucking like, he's way. Like, some, he's like, this is all fake, but you know, no information yet. Dave knows it's all fake, no information. So now I'm grasping at straws. I reach out to the guy uh, Lars who made the stock. Hey, what correspondence do you have with these? It's not his real name. What's going on? Oh, he didn't have any. You know, uh, I'm not gonna answer back fast enough. This all happened with every, every like really minute or two for about three days straight. I'm trying to get information. I mm-hmm. reach out to um, uh, Gus, who we did Genesis Ballistics with <clears throat> from Patagonia <clears throat> Ballistics. Oh yeah. And I said, dude, you know this guy, and he only knows his thesis as well. It's like shit. He doesn't know anything anyway. So I told him, I think what's going on. He's like, wow, it's nuts now. He wasn't involved at all, but you know anybody who knows this guy. 
so then I go, I start thinking about it and I actually have the original designer. His name is Tommy. He's from Finland who designed the action. I met him at shot show. So did um, I, no. I, I, this is I, the guy that was this is the guy the the story that I mentioned at the beginning of this about something that Thea said that he was going to something that was happening with someone else in the industry about a, an actual specific right. action Most design likely, yeah. being patented. And there was some guy in Finland who had That's the him. actual patent. And this is actually the guy that has a patent on the hoplite action. He It's amazing mm-hmm. to me how he did all this stuff. Yeah. So. So, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. We uh we um well i'll keep going on the story so yeah go on I, tell him yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think, i'm trying i'm trying to keep the timeline square and not, not to confuse everybody so i'm on the phone uh, it doesn't matter at this get, point everybody's all fucked up it's like four hours of shit. Yeah, <laughs> so i get tommy on the phone i said tommy hey this is his real name uh he's scamming money this is a fucking disaster right now so he says listen i'll get on whatsapp right now we'll do a, a facetime call so we're talking about it, and then um, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Like everybody else, uh, Tommy was a uh, military, as a sniper over there as well." Hey, hey, uh, tell him yeah. though that Tommy hadn't heard. Like he was like, "I'm glad you called." Oh, that that's going next, Dave. You, 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 okay, you, you beat me to it. So all right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, go ahead. so the story, the story like, is awesome. You paid for it. You should tell yeah. it. <laughs> so Tommy's like, "Yeah, you know what?" He's like, "Yo, he was saying stuff to me a long ago. He met he met Tommy about a year, I think, about a year before he met me." Uh, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was saying stuff about, you know, uh, let's say uh, military and how things happen in the field. He's like, it didn't make sense. And like everybody else, after 80 percent, these didn't make sense anymore. So apparently before Hoplite, when Thies met Tom, well, well, Tommy made the action in 2013 for his final assignment at a gunsmith school. His idea was to make a stronger action uh, so we'll get blown up hunting, get some water in a chamber, dirt in a barrel, safer. Why not? Um, that also went to higher pressures in general, which Tommy's a believer in, hey, push this thing faster for better ballistics. So it kind of it kind of went down the road. Um, Tommy, before he met these, let's say 2014 or so, I'm guessing for the exact timeline, he was going to start making the action over in Europe with a guy in Germany. I never met. He's irrelevant for the story. Uh, it never really panned out for whatever reason so tommy still had an action and somehow theus bumped into him Theus bumped into him with a previous company before hoplite or website at least called i think it was called araru defense a-r-u-r-u maybe weird name yeah um and that company had a licensing agreement with tommy for the action these guys are making it Brian rolls around. Uh, Thies turns off Araru Defense, opens Hoplite. Hey, it's my old company. It's my new company. I have this action. Makes sense. All right. Now back to the regular story. Um, I started talking to him. And the only reason Tommy came to SHOT Show 2020 was when he wanted to You know, it's his baby. You know, what's his baby, right? Uh, he came to it because Thies has been ducking him for the last couple months. He has not signed the new licensing agreement with Hopwhite's name. So in theory, all the Hopwhite guns I had up until I spoke to Tommy two months ago, they were all illegal because they weren't licensed properly. Tommy could have sued Hopwhite for anything he wanted because we couldn't have made those fucking weapons. So yeah, he, he died. He came the way I understood it. He told Theus, Hey, let's sit down at shot show and get these signed. And Theus said, okay. And, and, and Tommy actually came by the booth. That's where I met him. 
and then Theus popped smoke and flew out of Vegas yeah. without sitting down he, with Tommy. He was supposed to talk to Tommy, and Tommy said, yeah, he fucking ran out of Vegas before I could talk to him. Now, he was the, the guy booth. flew he's in like, from yeah. Finland. Yeah, he's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, do it at the booth, you know, wait, we'll get dinner or, you know, lunch real quick. And Theus ran out before he even spoke to Tommy. So Tommy, mm. so uh, I called Tommy on like December 1st, I think it was, or the, or November 30th. And Tommy said, actually, it's a good thing you called. I was about to start a lawsuit against you guys because you're making actions and I didn't get paid. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get paid my fucking licensing fee. So Theus didn't even re-up the license with the, with the guy, with the, with the guy. You know, and, and Tommy's a team player. The whole time Tommy said, I oh, yeah, we're back guy. on good terms now. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, Tom, he's like, I saw you guys doing on a hide. He's like, and I told Theus, he's like, listen, you know, I know this thing was not finalized. You can put me in touch with anybody you want me to talk to. And, you know, I'll get in the phone. We'll spend time. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll help them out my ideas. If they need, if they need a, a geometry change, I'll change plans for them. This wasn't even speaking to him, which in the contract says he has to, actually. Uh, with the changes we were making, nobody was conferring with Tommy. So Tommy's like, bad enough you're not paying me for what the fuck you're making. He's like, you're not even consulting me on my own action design with changes you're making. Which I did not know at all. And Thies just fucking ghosted him. Didn't want to talk to him anymore. So yeah, told, you also didn't know that Tommy told him like, "Hey, we still have some work to do on this action." Yeah, like and you would you would have never we would never uh, lease a no, building, and, you yeah, know, if, while we're still working on the action. action. If I knew the action was in the, uh, let's say, uh, 80 percent, whatever. Yeah, in the in the development process, if I knew where it was, I may have still gotten involved. Okay, it's a start of something, but I would have fast forwarded to last August when I got Dave and Enrique involved off the bat. Like let's say that, let's say the core design is good, I wouldn't have wasted a year and a half of these sticking around with it. I would write to you know people that right. I know could take care of something, and, and or, or or at least you let him dick around it for a grand a month, and not, right. you know yeah, and and and, and I start a company thinking I can sell rifles in three months. So yeah, so I, I it was it was and by the by the <laughs> by the designer's face, he said yeah, it wasn't ready yet. No fucking way. I saw he was selling it. I said he said he said I said to myself, there's no fucking way you're doing it. What are you what are you doing? So um, so when I'm talking to him now, now Tommy, uh, Tommy now believes me, and, and and I can say most of the people I called up, especially after the disaster, um, most people actually did believe what I was saying. Uh, so they actually actually felt pretty good. Like people didn't think that I was part of the scumbag, you know. And um, and uh, yeah, so Tommy's like, you know what? I'm going. Uh, he was at work because he you know, different hours over there. He's like, when I get home, I'm going to go through paperwork, and he pulled out. He pulled out something that was before Aru Defense, and that had like a new address on it or whatnot. And I gave that to the private eye. And Tommy was like, "Listen, I'm going through where I can. It's, you know, it's it's ten years old already." So I gave that to the private eye, and this was about December first at about ten o'clock in the morning. And by this point in time, um. This was going on while he, because we were trying to get him to sign something, give an ID to, oh, yeah. I, to I the moving driver. I called the everything. This driver. is like live. We're real time right now. Oh, yeah. Trying I, to figure shit out. Yeah, I, I called up the moving people. Like, listen, this guy's fucking scamming me. Um, tell your driver he needs a uh, signature, a picture ID, because I'm the one paying the bill and you need it. I, I said, listen, I'll give the driver a thousand bucks. I need I need information on this guy. And of course, he said, no, I'm not going to do that because fake name, of course, on his ID. So, um, yeah, by about really by about 10 30 that morning we knew who he was by then yeah and i thought I, I think. it wasn't yet no but by 10 30 i thought i lost i was like fuck this guy's getting away 
Then by about 1230, Dave started, Dave said, hey, no, I think, I think this is this guy's name. Then the guy Tommy sent me something. We got home from work and I sent that to the, uh, I, I was going, I had all those three guys and not the same conversation, but I was sharing information with everybody. And from like 12, I remember the time from like 1252 to like, like 107, everything came together at once. Tommy had something. Dave had something. The investigator got the license plate back from Texas. That was a wife's name. It was registered in a wife's name who happens to be the same name as David found and Tommy had. It all made sense all of a sudden. So really. Right. It's come from, together. Yeah. From before <laughs> lunchtime, I was like, really, I was like, this guy fucking got away. He took all this money and he got away. And then really about 12, 13 minutes later, everyone was like, that's his name. I was actually in my office. And I, I yelled that I fucking got you. Everybody looked at me because my was <laughs> quiet. I was like, I fucking got you. I was like, fuck you, I got you. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, so and then, then it went from just, you know, uh, pure just defeat. I mean, literally just defeat of time and money and no way to prosecute, no way anything, to now I have your real name. And now it's a whole different animal, right? So then um, it's a different game now. Oh, it's great. Uh, really. Yeah, and on the, the background thing that really kicked in was uh, his real name. And his wife's real name, they, uh, you know, everything's public. And I was able to look up the, the court cases. They have about half a million dollars in several different uh, civil judgments against them for similar, yeah, similar yeah, things. Uh, uh, taking, you know, 10 down payments at a gun store, cash, and not going back the next day, that kind of stuff. All, all small stuff compared to what they stole from me, of course. But this seems to be what his, uh, what his MO is in the industry, kind of whatever it winds up being, and then just scumbagging somebody and leaving with money. Yeah, as soon as I saw the, uh, I mean, I already knew it was probably like that, but as soon as I saw the civil judgments, I was like, I think I even called Brian. I was like, yep, th this is what the guy does. Oh, and then, um, then that's when we had to start. We took a week or so, and oh, just to back up so everybody knows, there was a point on the hide, and this was when we, the, the month before, when he was given up and everything, that we, he was gone, but we would have taken a huge, huge hit. Um, uh, publicly to just say, because, you know, at the point we thought he was just a moron. So we can't just go, Hey guys, the guy that's been leading you guys on the whole time, he doesn't know shit. Then that almost kills the company. Yeah, this, so we yeah, started saying we we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do, he's going to do some different things and all that. So that's where that came from. If anybody's wondering, that was just a PR move, the best we could do. And we didn't know, we thought maybe we could still use him in a, a sales yeah, yeah. position, but not yeah, ownership. He still, yeah. He still has a skill set of talking to people. And people still liked him. So, if yeah, he was, that, was in November, right? that, that, uh, was yeah. that was in November, right? That was in November. Okay, yeah, because, because I have, I have right here on my phone. I'll, I'll talk about that. I looked it up because I wanted to see when it was November twenty seventh. I had yeah. text messaged Theus, and but this was when this was based off of Dave when you had made your first post under the hot light ammunition or okay, uh, yeah. page yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like that's that's badass. So I had messaged this and said, well, when the rifles start going out the door and y'all moving on the custom ammo, you need to come back on the podcast. Maybe you and David. Uh, Dave oh, yeah, yeah. You told me about it. And I got fucking crickets. It was I got a fuck yeah. all back. And, and that's and, and he's normally always gotten to me, but it was just not happening. Yeah, the, the kind of arrangement there was basically 
you're not going to be an owner anymore, but you may still be able to work for us or make some money. And we're going to do this narrative. You're going to do that. You can go to to England and import 500 rifles to England and make money. I'll pay you. I'll pay you your commission. I don't, you know, just because me and you had a falling out is before the scammer. Just because we had a falling out, and I don't think you're good at R and D. It doesn't mean you can't sell something. Yeah, you know, it's 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 part of your project. Let's 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 figure out how to make money on it. You know, it's a business. Yeah, uh, hell, if he can sell 500 right now, I'd still pay him. Right. Well, he had to pay us back first, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, so that was that, and the and the thing was is like, hey, we're not going to blow out your personal business. Um, it wasn't like a, a forcing, but it was basically like, hey. We do this. Uh, you help us out with uh, selling some stuff, and we keep the the narrative looking good. And and then uh, eventually we we'll tell them you what kind of Yeah, and then and and we don't tell anybody your business of being a moron, so you can't get a job ever again, right? You know, we're we're not yeah. trying to fuck him over. Yeah, but um, then too much stuff started stacking up to where y'all. I mean, you couldn't oh, yeah. afford anymore. And then the investigation stuff, and you find out like, oh shit, this has been. This has been a scam since day one, and then, and then you know, yep. hiring the PI, and then bam, the 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 moment of of clarity where everything starts to align. And I can I can only put myself in a situation because I felt it the same way when Dave called me. Uh, I, I, everything just went like this and just aligned, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And oh yeah, I, and, and it made us actually feel a little bit better because we couldn't figure yeah. out some of the decisions. We're like, "What the I, fuck?" No, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I couldn't. There was so, there were so many decisions that were made that it just didn't make sense. Like a decision made, like you you wouldn't make that decision. You can flip a coin, heads or tails, and you wouldn't get that decision. It's so wrong, and I, I just couldn't figure out how. And since he was, he stopped comms. I couldn't even. I was trying to get into his head how your decision process worked because I now have to backtrack before I knew who he was. I have to backtrack everything we've done for two years and every conversation you had with any supplier or vendor and have to think like you do so I can fix what you just fucked up. So I, I was trying to learn how he functioned more so to and save that the business point, than to give a fuck right. about him, you know? And then at that point, you realize that it wasn't coming from a maybe a wrong decision as much as it was from a completely ignorant, uninformed Cover your decision. ass. Yeah. There's a lot of cover no ass. Idea. No idea. Yeah. Literally no fucking idea what to do. Yeah, he had no idea. And then anytime, because he, he's been around this, this, this business doing his scams and stuff for 20 years. So anytime it seemed like anyway, and I'm pretty sure anytime it seemed like something might uncover who he was or what he's done, he would just disappear. So he might've actually spent some money with that person. And then he would just tell Brian like, Hey, they just fucking, they didn't work out. Right. Well, um, apparently he got to the lawn, the lawn care business as well. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Sure. So, <laughs> all right. So as a, as a whole moving things going on and as I'm saying, Hey, a truck's fucking coming. Although it never came, you know, fucking truck. Um, I said, how much stuff you got there? How big of a truck we're going to need? So we took one or two pictures, um, you know, cabinets on the wall. You know, uh, we had a conference table, apparently, because we need a conference table. We're such a we're, we're a Fortune 500 company. We need a big conference table and fake plants and shit. So, um, yeah, apparently then he takes a picture of a zero turn lawnmower. Now, I said, what the fuck is a zero turn lawnmower doing there? Because there is a landscaping fee on like twenty dollars on my fucking credit on my uh, my bills every month. So, it's not even a quarter acre of uh, grass there. Yeah, it's, nothing. it's it's a rental building. 
the, you let you let the grass grow until the the, the the cricket jump out of it. So um, yeah, apparently he bought a zero. I bought, did not know this. I bought a zero turn lawnmower, and um, through information we found out later on, not not during the whole drama phase, but later on, he was moonlighting uh, mowing lawns in the area and getting paid on PayPal. When I saw the payments, they were all not cheap ones either. They oh, were a good amount of money. Pay- good good money. So um, when I saw the the the, the PayPal figures, I saw um, very you know two hundred three hundred round numbers. Like you know what, he's probably buying shit that I don't know about and selling it. You know what? Why wouldn't you buy uh, you know uh, a rear bag for eighty and sell for a hundred if you could? You know who knows? Or buy it for a hundred and sell for eighty, put eighty in your pocket. So I thought he was doing that, but then after some more research and playing around, I, I think somebody on, put in comments or something too, like grass or some shit. Yeah, I, I put I looked on the map to the, the names, and one of the names was like a campground, and I was like, this fucking guy's mowing lawns on my dollar. Bad enough I'm paying him, and he's an idiot, and his wife is stealing fucking money, and you're fucking a company because you're so stupid. You're not even working all day on Hopwhite. You're mowing lawns. You, you, you we just, saw a picture just, somewhere, somewhere of the lawnmower was on a trailer at some point. Yeah, a, a, a long so time I don't remember where that came from. On a trailer, yeah. And then, uh, then on fucking top of it, the movers didn't take the fucking lawnmower. Yeah, there's no lawnmower. It didn't show up down here, so we don't know if he took it or the movers forgot it or what. But yeah. no fucking lawnmower. Yes, yeah, since, since, since I've, I have no comms with him, I don't know if the movers are just you know movers if they're idiots and forget everything. Or if he stole the lawnmower and drove away so he can feed himself the next couple months until he gets another job. Yeah, By the way, the that, building was not a straight that. lease. The, the oh, building was yeah, not was, a straight lease. It was a lease to own. It was, it was, it was, it was a lease to own. Not a lease to buy, a lease to own. Yeah, they were, they were buying that building. Yeah. Or not yeah. anymore. But yeah, that's happening. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so the, the, the building owner is not happy because, uh, you know, he thinks he's getting paid every month. Building owner didn't check. Uh, he didn't he didn't even do a credit check on the guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's worse. <laughs> he's he... worse than me. I, I started business with a scumbag, but at least I was funding it. So it didn't matter. You know, it's just my own fault. This guy leased a building to him under Hop White names, but under his name, didn't no check. check. Could, didn't check. No credit check. Didn't even pay the bills. And um. Then oh, actually, he knew the name. You know, he did know his real oh, name, yeah, yeah, but his family he, was from the area. Yeah, the, the, the family, the, the parents, grandparents, and the brother are apparently stand-up people that, you know, have a business down there for a long time. He, he had no idea who Theus was when, when we called. Yeah, so so he, um, so he so then the uh, building over owner, in his infinite wisdom, after not doing a credit check or anything, he then takes the income and buys more property. So I call him up the day of the move. Like, listen, guy, I don't know you anything, but the guy who used the building, he's a scammer. So what you know what's happening, you know, he's just having a hissy fit. Who's going to pay me and this and that? I said, guy, I'm just telling you, I'm learning as it's happening. I don't know what the fuck is going on. We both got scammed. Yeah, we're getting scammed right now. So he's telling you what's happening. He says he's like crying. He's a 65 man. Well, you know, I took that money. He's like, tell me his whole stop story. I, I did something else. and. I was gonna. I was using that income, and I said, "Listen, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's not my fault. You're spending money you don't have, and I don't want the building. Well, you're under contract." And I said, "Oh yeah, we'll deal with that. Talk to the lawyers, you know." So he he would he would like call me, he'd text me or email me like once every couple of days. Just he'd come back with like a different plan of how to get money out of me. But um, he's he's not getting anything. But yeah, uh, this was um, 
was Damn, we used to own yeah we used to own and the build that we did inside because you know the inside was kind of empty so we had put a wall up you know things like that no, nothing too crazy um apparently thies was living in there I saw yeah, his wife we're living there. i, I could have seen I saw, that coming guys uh, i think i saw that coming yeah i, I saw yeah. some pictures inside Okay, yeah, so pictures inside of, you know, the stuff. Some couches were in there. There were couches and shit in the moving truck uh, apparently, when apparently he got here. Yeah, like a, like a futon and shit. So, uh, yeah, I ended, well, yeah, I ended up a, a whole uh, living room set. One of the movers got a free living room set because I'm like, dude, don't even take that off the fucking truck. Like, I can, what am I going to do with that? I mean, you can't sell it for anything. So Yeah, so so apparently they're, they're living in there as well, which is pretty funny. And he used his parents' address as – this I know is a fucking scammer, right? This is how This is how he knew he was a scammer. His last known address was his parents' address. Now that's not where he lived for the last fifty years, but um, of course he didn't put the hotspot location as his last known address. So when my, my attorneys sent paperwork, you know, a couple weeks ago, to his last known address, it shows up at the, at the parents' house, and the brother's like, "Dude, he doesn't live here. He's he's a degenerate of the family. We don't know who you know. We haven't seen him in three months ourselves." So he knew even least to own that building, he knew he was scamming. Because he used the parents' addresses as a real address. Yeah. So then, at uh, this point, y'all, yeah. you guys are coming to a point where you are okay. Let's we we know what's what with that, and we're gonna handle that on one hand. On the other hand, we got to start making phone calls to 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 yeah. people and 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 kind of breaking the news to everybody. That was fun. And, yeah, I yeah, think I'm, Frank I'm sure. was the first one. I I called Frank because it was his site, and then um. And I was letting him know because we didn't, yeah, we didn't, we didn't know how it was going to happen, how it was going to play out online or anything. So I called Frank up and I Dave said, hey, man, the, you got a by, minute? By, by the way, Dave got all the good phone calls. Dave uh, kind of. Dave spoke to everybody first and it was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. And then I called the next day or they called me and I had to fall on the sort of like a moron and gave money back. So as much as Dave's going to complain about talking to people, he got the funny uh-huh. reactions at least. <laughs> and, and it also didn't cost me quite a bit of money. <laughs> But uh, a lot of time, though, I waste, he laced it up a lot of my time over the last few years. But uh, so I called Frank and I said, hey, man, you sitting down? He goes, yeah. I said, hey, I, I, I just stopped for it. I said, hey, FYI, I said, does the name and I gave him his real name. Does that ring a bell? And Frank immediately said, oh, yeah, that dude was on the hide 20 years ago. We banned him. He scammed people. We had to ban him a few times. I said, you obviously have never met him. Right. And he said, no. He was very good at never meeting or no one had a picture or knew what the guy looked like. And Frank has met Theus two or three times at this point, And he just spent a weekend around him. And I said, that's Theus. And Frank was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, no way. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, uh, we've done the research. We got the pictures. It's the guy. And Frank is just like, holy fuck. Like, and then Frank feels bad because they used the hide or he used the hide for three years to basically not, not only scam Brian, but basically scam the entire hide, uh, even emotionally, you know, if there's nothing else. And, and Frank and I said, Hey, I'm just letting you know, I don't, we're going to try to, you know, let this work out properly. And part of it was also because of the, uh, uh we didn't know how, you know, we had uh, attorneys getting in. We don't want to mess up a case. We don't want to make anything complicated for them. And then I, had to call because we figured at least I have a presence. People at that point, no one knows Brian hardly exists. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, since I, people knew me on the hide and saw that I was testing and all that, we figured it was better for me to make the initial phone call. That way it, it was 
not some random guy from New York, New York, out of nowhere. So I had to call all the guys. And that was another thing. But we were looking at, I think just a few days before that, we figured out. So we were doing all that. We're like, all right, yeah, it's kind of a disaster financially. But these rifles, at most, they paid half. So we still have, you know, X amount of money to come in when they pay for them. And then we find out, oh, no, he took full payments for all these. So now we're in the negative even more than we realize, uh, which is just another kick in the balls at that point. And, uh, you know, I call everybody that had orders and, and laid it out what happened. Of course, everybody's like, what the fuck? Um, every, and gave them the option at the time, hey, look, we will send you every penny back right now. And at the time, we were still planning on trying to release around New Year's uh, the rifle, even though we we're going to try to make it. Right. And everybody actually stayed on. Uh, a couple guys had to take a few days to think about it. But everybody wanted the rifle, wanted to leave their money. And then I called you and a few other people just that, that I knew was contact with. And at the same time, um, we've got, I don't want to, we're not trying to lie to anybody, but we were trying to keep the narrative from getting carried away before we could call everybody and be the ones to let them know. Yeah, and, um, you don't want, it's like, you don't want to hear the bad news on the, uh, you know, bad news that affects you on the news. You want to well, hear yeah. it from. And, and we were still gathering facts. I mean, there was, I, oh, I was yeah, we still didn't know. I mean, I, you know, I had a couple of law firms involved by then. And I also get, I was still getting information about the, about him and whatnot. So, uh, what, what alone just, you know, let's say saving face and having the, the news cycle outrun anything we can somewhat contain. There was still information that um, I had to make sure that if it got out of hand on social media, it didn't fuck up my lawsuit against them more so than anything. Yeah, I was like, yeah I, exactly. Yeah, yeah a I, lot I of that. Telling, yeah, I, I don't mind telling anybody anything because, you know, it's, 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 it's money under the bridge and it's gone. But um, if anything was going to call, even if one post that he could screenshot and send to the lawyers and make a case against him null and void, uh, that, that couldn't happen. So it was... Uh, we were playing triage in the background with the people who gave money because that's the most important thing to me is make people whole again. But um, I could not let anything, anything cause a problem with any kind of litigation moving forward. Yeah, because at this point, I mean, obviously, we're, we're, I mean, it doesn't matter what you get on civil judgment. That money's not he ain't getting that back. Right. It's a, it, this is about making sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and uh, uh, and criminal stuff is coming later. So then we had a, and we won't get into all the little details we had, whether it was a lawsuit, it was some other uh, issues um, where, you know, we're trying to track down money. We're trying to track down this. And so we, we decided that at a minimum, even if everything was fine, we needed to hit pause because we don't know we're we're finding out every day. Like, and we're like, Holy shit, that was a lease to own and all this. So we figured we needed to just hit the pause button on hoplite and give it a few months. And then when you, and when you turn the bank accounts and all off, if there's any money or anything owed, they're going to be coming around looking for you. So right. we yes. wanted to find out because we didn't, just didn't know. There were some other things going on too with the lawsuit and everything like that. So that's when we called everybody back and said, look, uh, we're going to refund you all your money. And they actually tried to argue with it. It was funny. They, they said, well, so, I don't so, even care if it takes six months. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And we just wouldn't. Um, and, and Brian yeah, went the right down. Thing. Yeah. You know, Brian went down and shelled out more money um, to make sure everybody was was whole again. We that was uh, fun. oh, I couldn't <laughs> fuck that. Uh, that's like more money than a lot of people make in a year. And then uh, 
we had some couple people, uh, contracts and all website and all that we were paying out. And as far as I know, uh, everything for the most part, except for the, the, the building, that's a whole nother thing, but everything we don't know of anyone that we owe money to right now. No, I think we I should. paid, I think I paid everybody in the, in the industry some money. So I should be whole somewhere. Um, yeah. So let, I, I, okay. let me go on record and say I obviously come from somebody who didn't wasn't out any money. I because Dave, you called me and asked me did did you pay did you yeah. pay Theus for anything? And I was like, no, I didn't pay him nothing but pay attention. Um, but you guys handled it in a better way than. Uh, it's sad to say probably 70% people would have in the same exact situation as you were in. And Legally, that is one thing. They filed bankruptcy and walked away. Yeah, right. That, yeah. That would make me. It's kind of funny. I'm going to cut you off. It's, it's, that's the funny part. People were getting on like, oh, I didn't pay that guy fast and just fast enough. One, I didn't know what the fuck I owed you. I don't know what your name is. And I could have bankrupted everything and given and given nobody a penny. I went out of my personal pocket and paid everybody back everything I could possibly think of whole hundred percent. Oh, I, I probably spent a thousand dollars in UPS overnighting something. Make sure you got the check tomorrow. And, um, some people are like, well, this, well, that I could have bankrupted the whole fucking thing, still put him in jail and not paid a penny out. But you know, it's, it's, as you were saying, it's not right. You gotta, you know, gotta make people whole again. It's not, it's not right for them to be scammed if I can afford it to make them whole again. It's just, just it's not right. You gotta do it. Yeah. And you guys handled it. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I couldn't if if I had had money involved, I don't know of what I could have asked for that you guys didn't do because you guys handled it top notch. And what to me, it also it, it goes in one because that's a the right thing to do, but also because you guys have future endeavors that you're already you know balls deep in that are going to be really good and how shitty would that be on your company in future uh future endeavors if that's how you played it you can't you would literally be writing your own uh, obituary in the oh yeah industry. we were done yeah yeah and, and even even though i just came in at the end and i didn't really do much as far as what would have been owed my name would have been just shit just for being yeah. involved with it you know? And that's and that's really back to the back to that Monday with Frank. Um, he still has a raw video, and uh, one thing more that really pissed me off that night with Theus, I was like, dude, my name and face are now on YouTube forever, and you're a shit show. I this yeah. will be on YouTube. Once somebody takes a link and puts it somewhere, you know, Frank could pull down the raw video. If it's a copy and paste somewhere else, my name is on the internet forever with a shit show a shit show scamming company are you fucking kidding me I, I are you fucking kidding me it's not it, it's not nowhere near what anything i've ever been done in my whole life yeah i, I saw some bubble gum when i was a kid that's not how i roll there's no fucking way so um yeah i was on a personal level that just, just it just pissed me off which is which is why i really had to double down and make sure that if anybody ever comes out in the future it's a lie because yeah it's it's it was it was done as far as i can go to make sure that if there's any drama later on it's it's a lie or they're or they're confused yeah and i i'll go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say and then we got to a point where you know a handful of people 
Uh, who knows? And we and we told everybody, so we understand you guys are going to talk, but just do us a favor. Please let us be the one to break the news publicly. And we got to a point where, right or wrong, some people, um, one person made a post, but it was several people that kind of egged it on, decided that we weren't making, yeah, we weren't making public statements to their liking. Oh, and I'll point out, yeah. yeah, their timeline. And I will point out that none of them had any. Uh, no money involved. No, none. And uh, right or wrong, even, even, just back. From, from that day, this, one of the reasons that we didn't go out as fast as these guys may have come out of it is because, you know, we get money back. We yeah. know, as much as we know this is his real name, let's say he has an evil twin and Thies is a good guy. And that's his real oh, yeah, name all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, he has a defamation lawsuit on me for $10 million. You know, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, you, you have, we have no idea until the court finally signs a paper all said and done, which I have a couple of signs so far, but, you know, going down the road, um, you know, all of a sudden you start smashing a guy's name. It's not him. And now he can't get a job. Uh, he's coming to sue somebody. And, you know, you start putting shit out there. It's your ass. So all these guys want to jump on a bandwagon. Oh, we got him. We know who he is. You know, hey, moron, you don't jump the gun that fast when when you can have retribution against yourself. Yeah, and right, yeah, then the other thing is, don't is know oh, what doing. no, and and the other part is we were and we still are going to try because it's a cool name, Hoplite. It sounds cool. It's a cool name, right? And and people know it. So what we were also trying to do is we sat down and said, hey, look, if if Hoplite, if the name, if that word becomes synonymous with scam, we have to rebrand. We have to get a new website. More money, right? Who knows? That we don't know what the limit is, uh, depending on when we look at it. At what point it's too much is just too much, and we go, well, that's not going to work. So when you jump the gun and uh, like these people did and start using the word scam and all that, uh, we recovered because we were we had, had nothing to hide and we were honest about it. But it was a very real possibility that that could have killed the actual name and possibly the company because you you put it in such a bad light without letting us uh, come out and, and, and say what was going on. You opened us up or yourself possibly for, for lawsuits. And, uh, and you might've actually, uh, you know, put us in a spot where we had to spend more money that may or may not have been worth it. So it was just, uh, you know, the only thing I will say is those people is I understand where you were coming from. And I, even if I don't agree with it, but in the future, please keep that in mind that it's not just some random talk or, or drama on the internet. You're, you're really messing with uh, and, and there were other people that these people were friends with that make, that could make money off a of hop, like, you know, contracting and all that for different things. You could be hurting their future potential. Uh, so keep that in mind before you start, you know, shooting off on online. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially when you don't have, Mm-hmm. any skin in the game to begin with you you kind of aren't speaking from a place of of um what's the what's the word um you're talking about your ass. 40, but well, you, you know, it's none well, of your goddamn business exactly. honestly that, that basically you're, i mean you're, you're, you're it, talking out of your ass if if you went along for the ride and i held seven grand from you and didn't pay back that's one thing if that seven grand could have made you 20 because you would have bought bitcoin that's something else you're some nobody with a name on the internet that has no skin in the game who has no idea what you're talking about and you're making noise causing problems for the people 
stay in your lane, keep your eyes on your own wallet, and just fucking skip that page and go to the next one. Let me ask you guys this. I want to hear this from you mm-hmm. because I don't know. I'll never be able to know. I'm sure I would never find out. But there is a good possibility, even though he's gone and in the fucking wind and all this stuff, there is a good possibility that he is going to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Outside Fuck of- you. I was, oh, I, I, not you, but just, him. Yeah. I, I've yeah what do you want to say times. to to him? Yeah, I, I've emailed him several times. You know, some joking things that I found out. You know, making fun of, you know, making fun of him and whatnot. But truthfully, I've I've texted him and emailed him a couple times with no reply. Wow. Is that I actually want to know when it became a scam? Because I truthfully think in the way beginning he tried. I think because we, we did, you know, we did some good things and he was part of it without a doubt. He wasn't, it wasn't like this, this didn't go without him. He was a moving force in the beginning, 100%. Not even a question. I give him, I give him credit on that. And then somewhere along the line, it changed for him. And I'd like to know if that was his plan the whole time. If um, he got greedy if he started thinking his shit doesn't stink, I, I, I'd actually like to know what changed from the beginning six months till the last six months. Actually, what changed? And that's something I'm, I might never find out if I do see him or talk to him one day, hopefully when he's wearing orange. Um, I don't uh, he probably won't tell me the truth. But um, that's one thing that I will all said and done is that. When did it change and why didn't you ever want to come out and say your real name way in the beginning? Hey, it's my fake name. Uh, it's my internet name. I had, a, I had a hard time a long time ago. I went bankrupt twice. You know, this guy fucking guy screwed me. Even with that, I may have gone forward because I was just protecting myself more. If I, th- you know, at the point in time where I thought the product was good, you know, way in the beginning, I thought it was a finalized product. If the finalized product still met my criteria for investment, and you came to me after two weeks when we first started saying, you know what? I got to come clean right now, but, um, Hey, put this in a trust for yourself and, uh, we'll go forward. I may have still done it with the knowledge that I was now protected legally. So I, I don't, I'd like to know what changed for him or literally from day one after he met me, he said, you know what? I can use this guy for a while, you know? What you did. Yeah. And, uh, mine one, fuck you. No, uh, for that, for him, not you, obviously. But yeah, I mean, because you're an ass, you're you're a piece of shit. I mean, that's just what you are. There. I mean, it's one thing, you know, everybody screws up in their life and 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 does some things. But you're you're just a, you're a criminal um, career at this point. So there's that. Uh, the other thing is, thank you, actually, because <laughs> I got in with uh, I mean, a lot of time invested, and I could have if I I could have made you know a decent amount of money if I'd have charged them for everything I did. But I'm now in a position to to really make some money, and and I'll probably be sending him Christmas cards, um, saying thanks well, his, for the opportunity. His, his shortcomings, his uh, yeah. lack of his lack of competency, opened a door for you as someone who is competent, and that might not have been there. Oh yeah, no. So, Here, yeah. this is the crazy thing. Let's let's say Hoplite or other stuff just is successful as can be. Honestly, if he'd have been if he'd have been honest up front, it may not have even happened because Brian may not have wanted to do the investment. So right. ironically, him scamming and being a piece of shit may actually be the catalyst oh, for yeah. our success. 
hundred percent. I have uh, all joking aside. I, I'm making back. I, it's, it's what it's what I do. I have confidence in myself. I will make back what this piece of junk took from me, without a doubt. I can't get back the time. I'm two years old with more with more gray hair, but um, I have no doubt in my mind that sooner or later, I will be even and then make profit on the ideas that uh, that we have going forward. I mean, it just it just I, I don't you know it's, I just don't fail. It's not it's, that's not how I roll. So. Yeah, it's a good thing that the, the 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 shit partner got out of the way, and now I have a useful partner with Dave that we actually, uh, although we think the same direction, it's good because we do think from opposite sides a lot, and we hash a lot of stuff out. That with the other guy, I'd have the same conversation. He probably wouldn't listen, and they'll go do what he wants to do. There's been a thousand ideas I had that Dave said are fucking stupid. There's a thousand ideas that he had that we talked out, saying, so, "You know what? We change them a little bit, and now it's a better idea in general." Well, yeah, we, we'll start out with one idea, and then by the end of it, and, and we, we can talk about some, we'll have something that's, t- like yesterday I had a, I won't go into it, but I had an idea that actually may work in the long run, but by the end of it, we said, fuck that idea, let's do this one that isn't terribly expensive, but can work, you know, we'll, we'll go sure. r- right away, we'll do this, and that's how we get into it. The other thing I would like to tell him also is just so he knows. I hope he dies of cancer, you know, really. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> But if, if all you had to do was just disappear at either the expo uh, we told you or the time, moving, yeah. that's all you had to do. Because if, if, if staying there for whatever reason, like there was zero reason, he knew the jig was up and, and Brian's telling him, hey, send me your real name. Stay in there for that move. Cause it doesn't matter now because we've got the info, so I can't screw it up. Uh, stay in there for that move. That's what got you, and that's what's going to get you because now we knew who you were. It, we would still be trying to figure out who he was probably right now. Yeah. It, it would be tough. It would be a lot harder without doubt. So good job. Yeah. One, your wife uh, ran her mouth on email and you know uh, made us look more into her stuff, and two, you stayed around for the move. So good job, guys. Enjoy the, uh, yeah, enjoy mean, the we, food we, where you go. We, we, we joke around the time that he should have came to the expo drop off the guns and said, Hey, you know what guys, I just popped positive for COVID. I can't stay here. And he should have left the night before the expo. And he would have had a three month head start, four month head start on any of this, but he's been stayed. trying to figure out if he killed himself or something. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, we could, he could have ran to Mexico for three months and we'd never find him. He could have ran the fucking back to Ukraine or fight the Russians. Who knows? And we would never find him. He he should. Oh, yeah, we'll be making missing person reports on yeah, hey, DS Protop. It doesn't exist. I don't know what happened to him. I'd, I'd be trying to fix things. Hey, where is he? Is he dead? Do I gotta find him in a hospital somewhere. I feel bad for him, right? But uh, yeah, he should have dropped off the guns at the expo, said I have COVID, and got in his car and never came back. But ego or something, he just kept coming back to the well. Yeah, and he, then he, he yeah he held on to that electric fence just a little bit too yeah, long. And he stayed for the day of the move. And um, you know, I I I I really think the difference of this scam to other scams is that um the other times he was never around, and this time had a private eye that day. And uh, I don't think I've ever had a private eye followers following before in other scams, and uh, that really put all things together all of a sudden. If there was no if there wasn't a private eye, we would have an idea who he is. But um, between Tommy, Dave, and the private eye all at the same time using three different resources, it, you know, it, it, it hooked right in on him. So as Dave said, thank, thanks for sticking around because <laughs> fuck you. Oh, yeah. Just when, when uh, you know, hopefully we're driving Lambos or something around and you're eating 
prison food and penis or whatever, just remember, <laughs> if you'd have left another month before, you'd probably be okay. Just keep yeah. that in mind. You know, thanks. It, let, that haunt, left, let that haunt you, you left, while you're rotting away in yeah, prison. If you left in the summer, it may have not been enough money oh, yeah. to me to deal with. All right, water under the bridge, failed business. I get it. Because the, the amount of money I'm spending on fucking lawyers, I mean, it's retarded. So, I mean, at that point in time, if I was, you know, that amount of dollars less in the loss column, um, I would have, uh, I may have not have gone after him as hard as I'm going after him. It, it may have not been worth it, really. Uh, truthfully, dollar-wise, much as I fucking hate him and I want this guy to burn, um, it may have not been worth to do what I'm doing now. But now it's so far down the road and my my name and face is associated with it. Yes, it's just not going to go well. Well, you know, the good thing is, guys, is that the we're we're definitely going to have to do another podcast and yeah. talk about the ventures you've got coming. So. And we'll do that for sure. I'm excited about that. You know, I was hoping to get it all in in one, but it's just too much to tell. Yeah. Um, but the good news is that with the heads that you two have putting together in your your moral business ethics, obviously shown for how you've handled this whole situation, there's only but good things to come out of the two of you, whether it be with Hoplite, whether it be with Phoenix, whether it be with anything else. It's it's going to be awesome, and um, and y'all are definitely going to come out of this on top. And I'm I'm excited I'm excited to see it and witness it and and have you guys on the show and and kind of I mean yeah we we you broke it on Sniper's Hide and everything, but as far as bit here you know coming from the whole oh this is like mouth, a tell all right here yeah. Yeah, oh, and, and, I, and, I, and by I'm the way, really, this is this is only like I'm not even fucking around. This is like sixty percent. This I'm so sure I forgot more. more. Oh my god! Yeah. This oh yeah. More. Well, that happens. So, but I, but I'm yeah, this will this will really be our tell all. I think uh, the one because it's a lot of talking. Well, I'm I'm I feel honored you guys wanted to come on and and do this and are willing to do it and share it with me and it's it's awesome and I'm excited about uh you know the, our next recording and what you guys are have coming on. So I do appreciate the two of you guys coming on tonight, uh, this afternoon. Oh, no problem. And uh, all joking aside, the, the the next recording, hopefully I'll have some uh, some court information too. It can be a a, a, a 